is up, Chomp Nation? Welcome to another edition of the Chompcast, live on Twitch. We know life is precious and your time is valuable, so thanks for making our show a part of your day. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. We give you those legendary life boons. I'm letting my grudge die to get you through 2021. Uh, don't forget, you can head on over to swordchomp.com where you can find all of our merchandise links, podcast links, Patreon links, reading rev- written reviews uh, like It Takes Two, which is up there this week, and more. You should just go there and hang out. Um, I know it's a little bit lame, but I promise you'll find some fun content to, to sink your teeth into. Would it really upsell the product? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm trying to downsell, keep expectations low. I know it's, little... I know it fucking sucks ass, but come on, <laughs> it's not the worst possible way to spend your time. Let's just taper everyone's hey, look, expectations. The show's gonna hey, be a look, little bit of a piece of shit. Look, it kind of sucks, but you know what? You could do worse, huh? Huh? Am I right? What's so hey, great about hey. you, huh? Um, you could do worse. That's pretty much my. <laughs> That's so our slogan. Yeah, it's our slogan. You could do worse. Like, uh, this is going to be a, a lot of fun today. We are counting down for the topic of the show. Well, I should say counting down, but maybe we'll give some of our favorite. Maybe we will do a little speedy countdown. We are talking about the four-year anniversary of the Nintendo Switch. That's right. The Nintendo Switch turns four years old today. You know, I was looking into it earlier, um, guys. It was October 20th of 2016 that the Nintendo Switch reveal trailer dropped um that was actually a really exciting day in gaming history believe it or not because it also we got the red dead redemption 2 reveal trailer dropped on the same day it was very exciting um but that that first watching that yeah i know josh try to contain your excitement no uh, I mean, going back the trailers an exciting day in gaming two trailers dropped well here's the thing the, the yeah red it's dead crazy trailer, i know the Red Dead trailer was not very exciting. Um, it was like a minute long and it didn't show that much. But the Switch reveal trailer was... It pretty much covered the game. It, the Switch reveal trailer set the internet uh, in a tizzy, if you say. I always like a good tizzy. So that trailer, if you remember, it started off with a gentleman playing Zelda Breath of the Wild in his home on a docked Nintendo console. I mean, they literally started off the reveal trailer with fucking Zelda. And then after playing it for a little bit, and you know, those cheesy little montages they do, he decides, I'm going to dock this thing. And that's where you see him walk up to the Switch for the first time and dock it. And you're like, whoa, this is what, because we were speculating about it for years and what it was going to be like. And then, of course, he does something I personally never done. He's taking his Switch outside to play it. Um, so he needed a break from Breath of the Wild, so he goes to walk his dog, and they show him sitting on a park bench or something, getting more Zelda in, because he just can't stop. Even when you walk the dog, you gotta get more Zelda in. You know, mm. so... It's, did it's he bring a it to a trailer. rooftop party? He did. There at the, at the end, there is a young lady who brings... She's playing her Switch in her house, and she waves... They a- fucking lied to us about how many rooftop parties I was gonna be... Br- I, I live in a city! Mm-hmm. I I brought it to right? zero rooftop parties. I brought it to like I have brought uh, my Switch to so many rooftops and no one has shown up. I well that's that was a sting operation. He's <laughs> just, just standing there on rooftops waiting. Yeah, I thought that's where <laughs> you find people <laughs> to play. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, Shay's muted. He's gonna be mad. 
Mm. I thought that you, um, that's when. You... <laughs> oh, <he> ran... <laughs> Fuck! I had a joke. I said, was the police there? Because it was a sting operation. Mm. No, Sting was there from yeah. the police. Boom! Yeah, you got it. Thank you. Oh. The boom really fun. helps the joke. It's no fun. Like, see, the reason that joke is hard to wrap your head around because it being a sting operation involved, like the actual, the first joke was like, yeah, there'd be police there. And then you need to bring in a whole second layer mm. where, with sting. Yeah. Roxanne! Yeah, it was great. Um, I will say this. That trailer at the end of it, there's a scene with uh, a young lady and she waves to the other the other uh, rooftop and she's like, hi guys! And she runs over there and they all start playing. But you know what I found even more crazy and shaking and tested? <laughs> There's a bunch of guys playing basketball. They stop playing basketball to huddle around on a table. They're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Sit around their tiny little switches and play basketball on the switch. Let's take a break from real ball to play switch basketball. Were they playing NBA Playground? Because that's deceptive because that game is fucking terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Probably no. 2K or something. Uh, they were playing NBA Playgrounds, and then NBA Playgrounds was so bad, they were like, hey, if you bought NBA Playgrounds, you can get Shaq Fu 2 for free. And I was like, thanks, now I have two bad games. <laughs> I mean, it's an amazing trailer. Have you or a loved with... one played Nintendo Playgrounds? <laughs> <Shh. laughs> you... you may be um... entitled to compensation. But yeah, it's uh, it's an amazing trailer. It ends with like uh, a bunch of people like practicing and training, and then going into like a big Splatoon Pro live event or something. It's really dramatic. Uh, it's, They're called electronic sports, Morgan. It's, oh. <laughs> it's 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 it is an amazing cheesy. It's a brilliantly a ridiculous trailer, um, and it's really fun. If you haven't watched the reveal trailer, you should go back and watch it, and then sort of compare how how we actually end up using it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to t talk about today. What we ended up really enjoying about the Switch, maybe what kind of frustrates us a little bit. Looking back four years later on one of the biggest Nintendo uh, systems ever and probably will go down as one of the biggest, if not the biggest. Um, but it's hard to say because every system Nintendo makes sells about a bazillion units. So what are you going to do? It's like a bazillion here, a bazillion there. Um, so much easier to condense when you're making up the number. Uh -huh. It's true. That's true. Just make up numbers. Yeah. Nintendo doesn't give out their numbers. They're very secretive for a company that makes billions of dollars. Um, you can't even find out how much games they sell on the digital market. It's really weird. Anyways, it's going to be a super fun show. Go watch the trailer, laugh, and uh, we'll have a good conversation today. We're going to catch up on some games as well. Of course, the greatest video game ever released in the history of mankind dropped in 1998. And we're not going to, I don't know if we're going to talk about it today because we haven't really sunk any time in the saga frontier. But uh, Shay might oh, have some first oh, impressions. First. Oh, oh, oh! I mean, you haven't. That's right. Got him. Got I've him for sunk Shay. hours. Hours, huh? That's sunk is about all those hours could have done. <laughs> you know, Josh. <laughs> we're, uh, we're not going to start off with the cancer talk right off the bat. Please <laughs> save it. Save it for the appropriate to, uh, time. Uh, mm. It's 2021. Cancer. Is I, I just wanted to adr right address now. chat really quickly, um, as people are concerned that Morgan is no longer in a closet. I want to assure them he is just in a different closet. Mm -hmm. No, this he's is in a bigger closet. Thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> you make those big life upgrades. You move from one medium-sized closet to one slightly larger medium-sized mm -hmm. closet. 
Um, yes, if you're just checking out the show for the first time or you're concerned, I'm Morgan General Mountain, Montana, and yes, I didn't have time to get my full setup this week. We spent the entire week last week rearranging my entire house. So um, my old, I actually got a much bigger closet. I would like to show people. They shoveled the cat turds to a new room. (laughs) No, no, this, this was my, um, this was my kid's closet and we just decided they shouldn't have the biggest room in the house. I should say my wife decided that and I just listened because that's what, that's Mm. what happens. Um, so yeah, I, I, once I get it all jazzed up, it's actually a bigger room for me to do all my you know creative endeavors in here. But right now it's a little weird and the sound's going to be a little weird today. Not bad, but it's going to be a little weird because I don't have any acoustics you know, channeled in yet. So um, that's probably- Well, you got to get a Mystic in to take care of that for you. Yeah, and the Mystic was busy last week. So mm. it should be here Tuesday between 12 and 4. Um, so we'll see. You know, those Mystic techs, they're kind of sketchy. A four-hour window. Times. Wow. Uh, yeah, twelve and four. Um. Anyways, we got not so bad for a mystic, talk- really. <laughs> uh, well, t- it's not as much as uh, Rich paid his voodoo guy. Well, you know what? I have him on retainer. Never know when you're going to need a voodoo mystic to suck your friend dry. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And um, tune to the pre-show for all these fun topics and more. That's ex- exactly. Shortone.com slash Patreon. Uh, I had already forgotten because I was in such a rush today, so I will let Rich, uh, the beautiful Rich Meister, introduce his own thoughts. On? Two games I really want to talk about this week, and I can keep them both really short because they're small games, are Rain on Your Parade and Dork Romantic. So Rain on Your Parade and Dork Romantic. Dork um, Romantic. <laughs> Scott Pilgrims. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> Why are you... Those are my private messages. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I don't want to be. You've become the new fish, Rich. Welcome. I uh, in that case, I quit. <laughs> well, that would be a fish thing to do. So I guess that's in line. that. Yes, oh, that's the I'm joke. Sorry, that, was, that was too cold. <laughs> that was too cold. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh Christ Almighty. Um. Yeah, and I know Josh. I, I saw you were playing some Fantasian, correct? Uh. Not yet, not yet. I picked up Apple Arcade again to Same. get around oh. to that. Um, I also, ha- it took me three days to find my MacBook charger, so that's why I haven't started yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I got distracted um, going back through there. I'm like, if I'm buying this you know, service again, I may as well get my money out of it. And then I uh, I noticed that uh, a Fold Apart was on there, and I, that's one I've been wanting to play since Ritz talked about it last year. So I went and played that before... Uh, Getting down to some Fantasian. There's a, re- a review for that on our decision. website. <gasps> a fold apart. You have a website. Speaking of cancer, yeah, you talked about it like ten minutes ago. Um. Yeah. I mean, look, we don't even need to talk about it. Then ten seconds on the Fantasian. Just go drill a needle into your dick instead, and you'll probably have a better life. Why um, would you drill a needle? Is, it, is the spinning helpful in that? Is I think yeah. Morgan's just telling you what it's like to have sex in his household mm. with him. How would he know that? Drilled with a needle. She's getting drilled with a needle. That's that's a good that's good Shay. That's a mm. good save there. Uh, yes, if you want to get drilled, <laughs> want to get drilled by a needle, just hit my, my go DMs. go to Morgan's house in Montana where you can get drilled by subscribe, a needle. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. Montana's coming attraction. I mean, needle Montana's dick. biggest attraction. No, I'd say it's not. 
it's it's Montana's might not be biggest long, small attraction. Might not be long, but it's adequate thickness. Um, let's get to some introductions here. We got a, a bunch of fun polls to get through as well. It's going to be a bunch of nonsense. You know, you're going to love it. Nonsense. It. Whatever. It's it is what it is. Uh, joining us from New York, the one and only Rich Meister is here. How hey. are you doing, Rich? The way. The way that lag worked, it made it sound like you said Bitchmeister, and I was very, very confused why you were calling him that. that would that's, be just, that's too much effort for just calling it a pimp. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Mm. Bitchmeister. That's the new slang for a pimp. Hey! <laughs> See the old Bitchmeister on the corner? I'm sorry, a what? A pimp. You, you know, the old Bitchmeister. It's not... You, one thing I do like is you don't hear a lot about pimps anymore because there's a lot more empowerment and comfortable people are more comfortable talking about their sex sex work and whatnot so the pimp i feel like is being pushed out of the picture yes because when we there's so much talk like all uh, we couldn't no, shut up about because pimps they realized ago. that maybe drawing attention to it wasn't the best idea i mean all well, except for matt gaze no, you, you know sure. thought venmo was the dark web well he's like the elon musk of yeah. pimps mm-hmm. yeah you guys remember that yeah. time where I've we invented discussed a tunnel you know possibly not actually doing a video game podcast, but we were thinking about, you know, let's do a podcast about pimps. Dang. Welcome to the pimp cast. Yeah. Pimp Welcome to the pimp cast where we'll slap some information into your face. You just, Our guest today is Shaft. You just don't <laughs> hear the word pimp very much. I, I don't, I don't I, unless somebody's talking about a pimp ball, I haven't heard the word pimp in. How a long time? Well, you're not hearing it then, because those aren't the same word, huh? <laughs> <laughs> They're not. Oh no, that's just my mind is blown. Um. So yeah, really, we're deep diving into the nature of pimps and how they've been pushed out of our culture. Uh, later on the pushed. Uh, yeah. How is the? Do you? Is there areas in New York? I've never been to a big city, but is there areas in New York? We can tell. You can just oh see. My God. You can see hookers just like standing on the street and stuff like that. Morgan, that there are areas in Great Falls where you can see hookers standing on the corners. <laughs> How dare you give away my location? I, I mean, to answer your question is yes, but that's true of like as as Josh is saying, that's true of anywhere. Literally every place with more than three oh. people. One like they're of not them is stand- a hooker. They're not standing in fucking Midtown. Believe me, if that was the case in where I live, Josh, I wouldn't have been a virgin for so long. No, you were also broke, though. That w- we're not putting this on the internet, right? This is not. We're not. This is on this. the internet right now. It's live. <laughs> um, Shay Layton is joining us from Japan. The professor is here. Um, Shay, I can't see your hands. You're not. You're not holding a Nintendo Switch, are you? I'm a little. I'm a little. It's down there. <laughs> Magic. Man. Oh, you set it on your legs. Okay. Magic. <laughs> No, I would never, ever, ever be having that in my hands. Never. I mean, if you can... I'm doing if, research. If, if it's the kind of game you can play while you're podcasting. This is what my uh, agent instructed me to say before the podcast. That, Shay, Layton uh, is on assi- Shay Layton is on assignment for the uh, editorial department. Uh-huh. That's right. Okay. Thank you. Very exciting day for Shay Layton. You, the same, the very same day, Shay Layton sinks his teeth into the Saga Frontier remaster. We were rejected for Saga Frontier review codes. So, mm. ha! Yeah, 
How does that happen? Like, there, oh, there are too many people wanting these codes. Who? Who fucking wants those codes? Because I guarantee well, you, endorsement. The- Out- outlets who are bigger than us. No, like, here's the yeah, thing. Has, I guarantee you, half the fucking outlets that are bigger than us don't even know this game exists. Well, and of see, those here, half, here's... half of those don't even care about the game. And of those here, half... Here's the thing. That's where you're wrong, because anything in, like, the remotely, like, editorial website scope is putting somebody on everything still. That's still the, the, the world we operate in. Yeah, but, I mean, what, they have, like, ten codes? It's just... Uh, I was, I was. Well, I mean, I I can't speak for these PR people and what acts sort of access they're given. You know what I think? Well, I have a Here's the thing, Rich. Few of them are bigger fans than I am of this game, so they shot themselves in the foot. As far as I can tell, no, single-handedly sold so many copies to our fans. I would have sold probably like yeah, three copies. That feels, and that's three did, copies worth that they're missing out on on sales. That feels deceptive. Based on what everybody else has told me about this game. Well, I don't know what to tell you, it's, man. It's possible that it could be, I don't know, a damage control. I, I mean, <laughs> it has it has nine reviews like the, on... I don't know. I'm just trying to figure it out because I feel like we made a really good case, but... I don't whatever. really I don't think know. they need to run damage control on a $25 remake of a game from 1998. I know. People know what I'm, they're in for. I'm just yeah. trying to figure it out. Like, no, no, yeah. what I'm trying to explain to you is there's no conspiracy. No one's withholding anything from you for nefarious reasons. They probably don't give a lot of, out a lot of codes because... Because of how small the game it is. They sell five of them. So... They gotta make they their money somewhere. give out ten... Rich, weren't you the one that said they can just generate codes and it's silly that they... Yes, but that's not the way these PR departments work. What I'm saying is, like, they're only going to get a certain amount of codes from the developer. And as much as... uh, This is not a conversation to be had here. I'm upset. Very upset. Uh, I'm sorry, (sighs) Shay. I let you down in that regard, but you know what? You got your hands on it either way. So, Lager Frontier is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was gonna buy it either way because I want to support um, <laughs> the. I want to support uh, more remakes like this or remasters because I really do like this game a lot and I want it to do well, all things considered. But I would have liked to have gotten a code. That way, we could have talked about it sooner, mm-hmm. and we could have built up it, getting better sales day one. I mean, granted, I, again. I know we're not like top of the line, cream of the crop uh, reviewers or uh, media outlet, but what the fuck you trying to say? Yeah, mm. running this editorial Rich, department into the ground. Rich, you just said we're not big enough to get codes, so <laughs> shut up. <laughs> well, of course not. Clapton's getting all of them. Thank you. <laughs> and Assassin's Creed. Uh, um, you know what, Shay? Uh, um. They, yeah, it's just frustrating. Yeah, yeah, but hey, you know what? It's coming up. It's coming up. Aces for Shay. He got. He's kind of. You got kind of lucky with some of these more obscure ones they remade, like uh, Mi- uh, Medieval, and because I was we were thinking about this the other day that like it's kind of strange. Josh, Joshua Fowler joining us from Michigan. In, in case you want to jump in here as well, um, yeah, they remade. There are certain games that are getting remade, and then you look at some that are like considered great games and call classics that you know 
like a vagrant story or like maybe even remaking a Final Fantasy Tactics or something like that that we haven't seen yet. So I, I it's interesting to see what what kind of finds its way out there. You know, it's not to hate on it because I'm happy for you and I'm sure I have some obscure game I'd love to see get remade that no one else would care about, but it's weird. I mean it, Yeah. A lot of my a lot of my favorite games that or games that I really enjoyed as a child have been remade or remastered in some way. I mean, we had the Spyro trilogy, we had the Crash mm-hmm. trilogy, we've had yeah. Saga Frontier, Resident Evil Two. Um, uh huh. Even got a Crash. We, we've had some other Final Fantasy. Medieval. Evil even got its remaster. Yeah. Medieval, yes. Seven uh, Final Fantasy Seven got its remake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. The only thing you're missing that would complete your life is Shining Force. Dino Crisis or Bust. Mm. I think a Shining Force remake would probably make Shay just about as erect as a Tomb Raider 2 remake. If they announced a Tomb Raider 2 remake or a Shining Force remake, I think you would, you'd have to, I, I'm pretty sure my house would just explode what would they from do, semen. It would, what, what would they do to Tomb Raider 2 to make it playable, though? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, just being able to see what the fuck was happening would be a major, major improvement. We made a third-person shooter. You play with a flight stick. They yeah. loudly declare. <laughs> they, they make a special, a custom Tomb Raider two flight stick just for the. Modern no, that was era. how you played that game on PC. It was not fun. Mm-hmm. No, I played it with. Uh, I actually played it with like the WASD shit. I actually played it with. A, oh god, it was crazy. Um, and then I got a Sidewinder gamepad. So, Ooh, yeah. Look at you, huh? Fancy lad. I was, I was a ninja. I played the game hundreds of times. I could have, I could have done it with blindfold on and played it with my cock. Um, thanks for being here, Shay, Josh. Um, we have an amazing show today. No, that's not true. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be hopefully at least better than last week's uh, <laughs> downward spiral into madness. That what do you mean? That show was great. I didn't like get feel so defeated. I went to bed before we recorded the next second podcast. <laughs> You did. And you, you, oh, man. People haven't heard it yet, but there's I felt a beautiful like dog shit. Mm. Mm. <sighs> I hear. No. Uh, I'm going to try and hold on my playful jabs at the Switch. So that's the topic of the show today. So thank you for joining us. If you're watching us on Twitch, whether it's your first time and you're dropping in, thanks for being here. We're going to babble on for a few hours and hopefully entertain and live in your evening. And if you join us every week around this time to watch the show and you're one of our faithful listeners, fans, patrons, thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, we love you. And forgive my any any sort of weird sound issues or the strain. See, the lighting is not as flattering. You can see the big shiny spot on my, he- on my head now. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I, I'm just as far away as Shay. We're like, we're so far, we're so far back. Ah. <sighs> causing me discomfort anyways let's let's get to the topic of the show no more rambling on my part the switch turns four boom holy shit we can Here finally we take are. a drinking all the polls i did this week by the way that we'll talk about at the end of the show are nintendo switch related so we'll get our audience's feedback on on stuff like zelda versus the field um which is always tough anything versus the field as they say So I think I want to start off like this. The first year of the Nintendo Switch was one of the 
better years of a console launch I can remember. Um, you had two, I quote, two 97 Metacritic games oh, released. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's already starting. <laughs> In, well, you like these, Josh. You like these games. You had a it brand new. mean Metacritic is not just rancid dog shit. Well, you don't have to get so excited about it. I'm just telling you that they're critically acclaimed games. I'm just giving you facts. Don't get so don't get to get so mad about it. Sheesh. Anyways, you had two 97 Metacritic games that were released in the same year. Breath of the Wild, arguably one of the most both beloved and divisive Zelda games ever. Well, it's not really divisive. It's a 97 Metacritic. It's not divisive. Don't don't fool yourself. Um and Mario. We got a Mario game and a Zelda game in the same fucking launch year. That's incredible. That is really incredible. Um, how did you guys feel about that? For, I know uh, we'll go around, Shay. I wanna, uh, you got yours later on, so I'll throw it to you first, Josh, because although you try to pretend you're not, we all know that you're a secret uh, Nintendo lover and fanboy. Um, you did reserve your Switch and Zelda. How did you feel about the first year of the Switch? Um... The first party stuff was really good. Um, kind of feel like it took a little while for some of the smaller uh, indie stuff and third party to really get on. Not not too long. Like there was there was stuff pretty soon after that. But like that towards the tail end of that first year and into year two, they definitely got really good with yeah, indie but, stuff. Mm-hmm, but like at launch, there was hmm. not a lot there. It was it was kind of like there was there were a couple interesting things, but like nothing that. They stood out because of the rest of the lineup is kind of the where it was. Um, what did you buy with your Switch for like the launch games? What were all the games you bought before um, you playing? Because I knew it was going to be a pain in the ass to get a hold of one just after the last two Nintendo consoles. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up getting a bundle that had uh, one, two Switch. Um, Oh, what was the one called? Is it some heroes game? It was like a fuck. Some heroes. It's, it's game. a roguelike. Really no, it's out. called it's called Heroes. <laughs> like the last word is Heroes, and uh, I keep thinking no more great. Heroes, and that, which is obviously not it. Snipper clips. Um, of course. What was ah oh, fuck? What was it? Um. Anyway, it was like a roguelike with a, a weird sort of combat system that was actually. The combat system was great, but like a lot of the rest of the mechanics around it were not my favorite thing. This game that you don't know the name of that. Um, anyway, <laughs> this, this is a thrilling conversation. Yes, yes. I'll but, find it um, for you, Josh. I'm sorry that this game horrified actually, you so much. I've got the case right here. It should be. Oh, live on Twitch. Look, look at this up. exciting visual aid. What is it called? Here we go. Fun thing. Bring your visual aid to show and tell everyone. Show and tell. Has been heroes. Has oh, been the okay. one where yeah, you're like that. playing as like retired That's mercenaries right. who have to Ugh. escort the two princesses to school every morning. Is the idea behind it, and had a really I cool combat about system that. That on it. Looked good. The combat was great. It was a really unique combat system in it, but like a lot of the rest of the stuff around it kind of made all the playthroughs feel really samey. Um, mm-hmm. so like great combat. They system. got the has been part Ford. of the name, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, Ooh. um, 
Yeah, no, I, I think it was fine, especially considering <sighs> kind of what we're seeing from the other two consoles currently, which has been dismal, to put it generously. Um, Not that I think yeah. it would have been much better, but like I think the the state of the world has affected that in some ways. I don't yeah. think it would be... It's like, not a like one-to-one comparison better, there, yeah. But it's, yeah, the situation is so weird, and it's been a, a weird year to launch a console, but I, I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Um, Rich, how did you feel about the first year of the Switch? Uh, the first year was great. Like, uh, I mean, obviously, first-party stuff got, got a little bit weaker in the years that followed, and I think we are going to hopefully, in the, in the next year, the following year, see a boom in that stuff again as they've been developing more and more shit. Uh, but that first year was really strong. Like you said, um, we got Zelda, we got Mario, and both of them were kick-ass as hell. Um, mm. Really wanted to like ARMS. Uh, oh, ARMS, yeah. Josh yeah. liked it more than you, I think. I, yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was like novel and neat. And it just needs to be expanded upon. Like, if an ARMS 2 happens, I'm super interested in seeing what that is. They, they kind of just kept expanding on it, because they... They've... Just like all their properties, they kind of keep it, you know, supporting it for forever. They've what, added like four or five more characters and other modes in there and the stuff. Look into the fucking lore of ARMS. It is wild. Yeah. Uh, it's... You think their arms are long? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, but yeah, no, like that first year was, it was strong as hell. I don't care about what you're showing me. I don't give a shit. This is for the audience. It's for the audience. They, they, you it? already said it. They don't give a shit either. <laughs> you got a 97 Metacritic score, everyone. Let them speak for themselves in the chat, hopefully. Tell, him, tell him you don't give a shit. Um, trying to mind I don't corner. need Metacritic to tell me that Breath of the Wild was good. Okay. I have eyes. Uh, oh, that's not the point. But and that, thumbs. But, uh, the point is that it's very difficult to get a score that high, and that just shows you how amazing that game was. Um, or you could just, you know, judge it not by like. I mean, for I some reason, Rockstar games data. keep on getting ninety plus. Like in their Rockstar games, that makes no sense. So. I like Max Payne. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying you have to I, agree with it. It's just, anyways, go ahead. I, I do want. I do want to point out here that uh, we have two people in the chat. One said, zero shit's given about the Metacritic, and the other said, Christ, man, this Metacritic stuff is killing me. Mm. Who said that? And I've got two drinks to get over the Metacritic. Who said that? Who I'm, said that? I'm about to get four drinks. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that... that, <laughs> that was it Gilbeezy? Was it you, Gilbeezy? No, Gilbeezy's not here yet. <laughs> um, I... That first year was great, and even more so, like, the, I've loved the Switch all the way through for the... Um, for the pure like indie stuff we were getting like that has been my go-to for certain kinds of games mm -hmm. uh as these years have gone on and I, I i'm i think we're having a great year for the switch right now with things like monster hunter in fact even like that has given me so much switch play time already i put like 55 hours into that game oh that's a lot of hours yeah a lot of people are missing me mm -hmm. <laughs> are they yeah Ooh. But yeah, it was a little mean spirited there. It was... Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it a little fucked up. <laughs> um. Okay. 
Uh, Shay, you were late to the Switch game. You didn't get yours till Fire Emblem came out, and you were like, okay, well, now I have no choice but to buy this thing to play Fire Emblem. Um, so you actually, weirdly enough, are an interesting case study because you have not played uh, two of the greatest games ever made, Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, actually. Um, yeah, I, I've made the mistake of waiting for them to go on sale. Yeah, Nintendo doesn't <laughs> Which, really do much they, of that. They don't digitally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel they do, like, indie yeah. sales, but, uh, yeah, that's about it. So I think they're having one of those at the moment. Yeah, but... I mean, I've seen them on sale, but they're, like, at brick-and-mortar shops in the U.S., so that doesn't really help me here. I mean, I guess I could go check the used yeah. shops here to see how much they are here, actually. That would probably be a... A pertinent thing to do, I guess. Super but yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I that's um, true. I do want to pick those games up. They're on my on my list, but no, like kind of along the lines of what you guys are talking about. Because I was working at GameStop right before I moved to Japan as a part time job, and uh, I I got to see the launch of that console despite not picking it up, which is kind of an interesting case. Um. I think obviously this console had such a strong start. It really did. And then um it's not been as strong as the as the initial launch of the console, but I feel like the console has yeah. been really consistent year by year if you're to look at it if you are an indie mm. game player. Because I feel I feel as if a lot of the big games cuz there are a few every year for the Switch are dropped in between a whole host of amazing indie games or ports or remasters that Nintendo has done. So I feel I feel as if there's constantly material coming out for the Switch and I never have to struggle to find something to play. If anything, it's my wallet is screaming at me saying, hey, you can't buy 15 games that you don't have time and money for. Oh, yep. can't I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you yeah, know who you're the, talking uh, to? What is it? 66 games on my Switch disagree. I don't buy I don't play games, I collect them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Switch is um I think we've all been through a dark phase like that where we're trying to you see all those games on the store. That was my 28 2019, I think. Um where I was just on my Switch constantly between Fire Emblem and the Final Fantasy twelve remake and uh I was playing all sorts of Into the Breach at the end of at the beginning of twenty nineteen. I played put like a hundred hours into Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I was playing competitively. Yeah, it's you can definitely fall down a dark hole where uh you can play the shit out of that thing and you just spend a lot of money on it. Um how, so, so Fire Emblem pulled you in though, Shay. And overall, it sounds like you're you're having an issue not buying too much for it. But it works well for you because you played a lot on the train, right? Yeah, yeah. So when I first got the console, I was initially waiting because I wanted to get the one with the bigger battery life that had been rumored for a year, and I knew I was kind of falling behind. I wanted to play Fire Emblem, and so finally when I picked it up in September 2019, I immediately just eviscerated Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses 
because that that had been the game that honestly was going to pull me into the system and after that it's it's been pretty consistent at first i was really i was really nervous to play it on the train because i was like i don't want anyone to judge me and i don't want like because i already get stared enough as it is being a foreigner in japan and like if i was living in tokyo or osaka it wouldn't be such a big deal but being in nagoya which is where i live there aren't near as many foreigners so i didn't want to bring attention to myself but then due to last year with the way the pandemic and everything worked i was like you know what i need to do things to improve my mental health as much as possible um I'm going to play if I want on the train and I'm not going to really care what other people think. And yeah, ever since I just dispensed with worrying about other people's perceptions of me, I play a lot on the train and it's, it's, it depends on if I'm addicted to a game. So obviously Hades, I was playing on the train all the time because I was trying to uh, finish that game. And then recently, obviously the last few days, I've been playing Soccer Frontier on the train, and it's great. So that's interesting, though. Like, what is it? I would think that, like, I know you, you like you said, you're a foreigner, so it's, it's it's easier for a foreigner to get more stares and what have you. But what is it about playing a, a game console on the train that would cause even more people to look at you? Is it, like, embarrassing for you? I don't understand. I would think Japan would be more open to stuff like that. You know, like that's kind of so that's kind of the public perception. Uh, back when the DS and 3DS were huge, everybody was playing those on the train. They were compact, they yeah. were easy, and we didn't have as many smartphone games, right? Um, mm-hmm. Smartphone gaming wasn't as big as it is now, so everybody did have DSs and 3DSs during that time. Uh, now everybody has a smartphone, and you can play a whole host of games on there. So you don't really need a console to do that. And it's it's less it draws less attention to you to be playing on your small smartphone. And, Com- yeah. Yeah, exactly. That already. Exactly. Uh... With this big switch. So the only way I play on the switch is if I get a seat in the mornings or in the seat on my on my way home. Uh because like to try and stand up and hold this big thing while a bunch of people are trying to like snuggle into a going home train where there are a bunch of people it's a little difficult Snuggled but yeah out. yeah you dude, find you a, find a, a rush tra- hour train in new york that, that ain't happening it's probably i'm sure it's the same deal yeah yeah, yeah it's not it's not near as bad as somewhere like tokyo but yeah it's it can be pretty pretty bad here like recently it started getting bad because they've lifted the emergency orders for the pandemic but um that a little off topic i apologize yeah it's it's <laughs> it was more of because that everybody's playing on their phone now if you see somebody playing on the switch on the train it's either a child mm-hmm. or it's an otaku which is the equivalent of a nerd um yeah that guy like peed really himself when the nerd. ninja showed up oh really uh, but they would see you and be like oh you know you big handsome white tall strong man yeah he's gonna beautiful. really turn that image around yeah, they're gonna be like, "Oh my, it's cool to play. It's cool to play the big switch on the train. You could be a trendsetter." <laughs> you give me far too much credit, but thank you. That's really sweet of you. Um, no, like that's kind least. of the perception I had to, I had to give myself though. I, I, I was like, you know what? People are gonna judge me no matter what. 
might as well just enjoy doing what I want to do and maximize my time because I don't have a lot of free time um, working on everything that I do. When do you cry? And so I, I need to start just maximizing my time. And if it's 30 minutes on the train to be able to play a video game, that's what I got to do. And if other people are going to judge me, they're going to judge me. And if it prompts me to encourage somebody else as a, a tall white foreigner to enjoy themselves, cool. And if it encourages them to make fun of me, that's fine. I mean, people are going to do that regardless. So, um, yeah, that, that was kind of like the philosophy going into playing it on the train. But now that, now that I've been doing that, it's really great. And I really have a massive, massive appreciation for the switch as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, to answer your question, Rich, he cries only after sex. Um, so almost never then. Yeah. Yeah. That's I was, I would just say this with, with gaming the last year on my switch, it definitely has my steal of approval. Um, it's been amazing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh God. No, what? I really don't want to have to do another poll. I don't, I don't want to have to do it. Shay. Do what? Steal I already of told approval, you this. Shaley. I'm aware I of told the you words about this. You said. We don't have to have this discussion. I mean, you don't have to believe me if you want. That's you don't have to do that, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> I, I I don't know how to tell you. I mean, I, I explained it to you privately in my right? <laughs> Uh, anyways, I mean, um, I can explain it again if you'd like. No, I, I think you explained it rather well, Fake. And, uh, thank you for that food for thought. <laughs> Everyone just go Google, Google steal of approval. Don't Google seal of approval, which probably confuses you. Google steal of approval. And then... DM a picture of your genitals. Well, you know, but the phrase actually comes from is um, in the 1500s in England, uh, the king was briefly a seal. And you'd have to go. They, they called him the seal of approval because if you ever needed to get anything done, you'd have to go to the seal. And he would bark twice if he approved something. Mm-hmm. And he would bark three times if he didn't approve it. Mm. So you'd be like, hey, we should have a, we should have a kid. And then, you know, your your husband would be like, we got to go to the seal he, of approval. And you know what was funny about that is there was a lot of drama because yes was two barks, no was three barks. So he'd go, arr, arr, and then you'd wait on bated breath. Will there be a third bark? You know, so back to the, <laughs> I told you I'd Rich. get him to bark. Rich, uh, I was going to say, does that technically count? We not only got him to say steal of approval on the podcast, but we got him to bark Yeah, as the barking well. was for my count? own benefit. So, like, yeah, that, that was yeah, both, both things accomplished, yes. I don't know. Yes. I, 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 feel okay, like, cool. I feel like you owe me a hundred, repeating, me a hundred high fives. I feel like repeating is kind of the you lowest form You owe me a hundred high fives that, when we meet. A hundred high fives? Who yeah. has hands for that? Good Lord. You're going to tire a man out. He's got a master. Hey, you're that's just you're not wrong, hand. Josh. I mean... It it was is the lowest form of getting that, but we got it nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to make rules about just repeating something someone else said yeah, derisively at some point. That, yeah, they're, they're the more elegant. Yeah, ways. yeah. From from the future, it's the laziest from yeah. the future. <laughs> but we still got it. Um. Oh, so here's. 
I think the Switch, yeah, I think it had an amazing first year. I mean, it's hard to argue with those two games. And I think the Switch is, it really has become great for first party and, and smaller independent games. Um, and I know, Rich, you don't necessarily agree with this because you've spent 55 hours with Monster Hunter. I've loved my Switch, but yeah, it's definitely harder for me to enjoy now because I'm just playing so much next-gen stuff and the visuals are a lot more detracting for me I and mean, it's four years old and I think Nintendo's probably going to come out with a new Switch soon, hopefully. Um, because it's just it's just, just distracting enough that it doesn't ruin the game, but it does it does bug me. Having said that, we'll see how Pokemon Snap goes. You know, I in a, in a, find that take baffling. What, well, it's just... It probably was less... Look, I complained about it back in the day. I'm a, I'm a visual snob. I just part of the part of Again, the fun it's I have with crazy games is how much you claim to care about visuals or someone who doesn't really play games on PC. You know, there's well, like a whole new world of visuals you could be getting. That's true. I mean, I have nothing. I have nothing against the PC, <laughs> but I'm. Again, I I like my. My platinum trophies. I like my PlayStation exclusive. A lot of my favorite games are PlayStation exclusives. So if I'm already there, I'm not going to waste the time. You know playing games on pc if i don't have to i did play for what it's worth i did play 20 something hours of cyberpunk for the review well that doesn't um, really help your case on pc and that game looks, like looks great oh you know the most baffling <sighs> thing about that the the last wait so cyberpunk looks had. like shit but monster hunter is beautiful is that what yeah, you're monster hunter looks fucking gorgeous gorgeous I'm not ready for another cyberpunk conversation. Uh-huh. I don't think I'm ready for another monster hunter conversation. But I will say this: that's just my personal opinion. I know it's, you know, to each their own. Uh, it's, it's not going to stop me from playing games like Pokemon Snap. I'm still really, really excited to play that, and really anything they put out, Breath of the Wild too. Like I'm not going to stop playing those games. It's just, it's just yeah. Nintendo's always kind of carved out that niche. They've always been, you know. A little bit behind in that way but it's okay portability is is a cool thing to have you're trading high-end visuals for portability and portability is nice i mean being able to play the game on the train the games on the train or the billions of hours i put into hades on my couch or in the bedroom i mean there's there's yeah there's just a lot of these into the breach i played that like every i played that like laying on the ground in my kids room while they're messing around like there's just portability is a very nice thing and that is the trade-off. I say yeah. laying on the ground. Is that like you were swinging in the park and then you broke your leg and then you're like, nobody moved me as you kept playing? I, I wish. No. Combo no, I just breaker. <laughs> I was just laying on the ground while they were like playing with toys. And I was trying to pretend like I was a good father by being in the same room with them when I was really playing video games. Mm. Um, you know, that whole thing. But yeah, it's the the Switch itself has been, I think... Overall, fantastic for the most part. I mean, I know for a lot of people probably enjoyed a lot more than I have. I still like. I'd rather play. Weirdly enough, I'd rather play something like a Saga Frontier on my Switch because if I'm playing it on my PS5, it's going to make me mad that it doesn't look gorgeous. But if I'm playing it on my Switch, that's also like, yeah, everything. Take. I'm like everything looks like shit on my Switch anyway, so I'll just play it there. Um, so actually, I probably will play. I probably will play Saga Frontier on my my Switch. Believe it or not, Shay. Um, so yeah, it's great. It's great for old games, smaller independent games, nindies, as they say. And uh, yeah, it's too bad. Uh, 
Last of Us 2 wasn't on the Switch. Maybe it would have uh, been excusable for looking like a shitty game. Got him. Sambo. I didn't even Zan- believe that. Zan- Could you hear Zan- my Zan- voice? Zan- I didn't even believe what I was saying. Zambaluza. Zambabwe. No. no, for real, uh, that take is hot ass. Sitting on a pile of hot garbage. But um, I, I still love you, Morgan. But that's still a terrible take. No, Baff- I. Still baffling. Well, what's so well, bad about the, it? I, I guess, I'm not offended. Go ahead. What's so well, bad the, about the, it? Okay. The, the bad thing is you're saying that I guess you're big on graphical graphics, which, like these guys have already said, you'd, you'd own a PC and you'd game on a high end PC if that truly was the case. Like, if that was your main focal that. point. But it's not, and I think we know that at the end of the day that you just like to complain about it just to complain, because if it was your main point, you'd own a P- high-end PC. Um, and if trophies were such a big deal to you as well, you wouldn't own a Switch. Or you wouldn't even game on your Switch. If the, So, at the end of the day, I guess I, I don't it really get it. Sense. And I think it more actually devolves into you mixing up strictly graphical representation and i think you kind of put art direction in there with that and i think sometimes when you say that you don't like something and it looks like shit what you're actually saying is graphically doesn't necessarily look bad it's just you don't like the art direction and i think that's more like that's getting more to the heart of why you don't like things i would I would say, well, I, I thank you for clarity, first of all. I appreciate that. I would say, actually, everything you said was, like, the exact opposite of how I feel. So I'm glad that you brought that up so I could make a little clarity there. The art direction is one of the best things about the Switch. The best thing about Breath of the Wild is the art direction. The worst thing about it is the resolution and, at times, how it performs. The resolution um, is fine. It's it's fine. Yes, it's fine. Yeah, I, fine is not something I get excited about anymore. I'm not in the no. world of living with fine. But the art direction for Breath of the Wild is gorgeous one of the best things about it. It's one of the best art directions, I would say, in a long time. That's why I wish that I game was performing on a higher system. I don't understand this stance you have of, like, it's like if a game is, like, six months old, it might as well be 40 years old to you, and that's, that's a baffling stance to me. No, I mean, from the, from I mean, the beginning, we knew the Switch was going to be an inferior console. It's not... It's 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 not a... It doesn't have the power. pretending But to also, be. no yeah, one's doing anything with the power. I mean, you look at AAA games, and you're like, hey, we're making this realistic. I'm like, well, no, you're making it look new. I can definitely tell it's new, but it's still squarely an uncanny valley it's not like any of this looks good so why waste your time trying to give you know shiny mcshine face have two more polygons like it 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 still looks so far from reality well i would actually agree with yeah go ahead go ahead i was gonna say that i agree with your premise josh but that's Again, you're painting like you always do all AAA games under this. Well, no, but I mean uh, like unfair branch. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'll... I'm just saying that like there's a lot of AAA games with fantastic art directions. There are a lot of them that yes, that just go for realism, shiny, McShiny, and I'm with you. I don't that shit's not interesting to me either. Yeah, but um, that's that's that you can't paint the whole. AAA no, not the whole brush. thing, but especially lately, it seems like it's. I mean, you look at the Mass Effect. Every new, every new screenshot and video they show that looks strictly worse than the original game. The lighting looks really bad. Everything about Hmm. it, they're like, hmm, 
let's let's make this look more realistic and it's just washed out just boring like they had interesting lighting choices to make it work with the lower res models like they were doing an awful lot with that system and now it just looks boring like there's it's, there's less to make I it think, stand out yeah hmm. i think that's kind of par for the course right now in terms of what's popular right now in terms of gaming like if you if you look at trends in certain genres of music you have artists for example that are kind of getting themselves up to speed and being current with what's trending and then you have other artists who are kind of doing their own thing within that realm but they're still doing their own thing and those are the ones that always stand out the most Mm -hmm. you know and maybe that's kind of a weird analogy but i kind of think of that the same with devs as well you look at triple a games and you see some that are kind of getting themselves caught up to speed um what's that game that just that that shooter game that just dropped on the xbox i always forget the name outriders outriders thank you that one to me is like yeah i sorry you're right i just always think game pass no that that's Um, why i was thrown yeah no that game like while it is a beautiful game it feels like a very much par for the course type of thing in terms of what we're talking about where it got caught up to that and then you have other games i feel like that are in that realm that are trying to still set themselves apart and i think that's kind of like what josh is referencing they're not like all triple a games are doing that but we look at something like bioware and ea and that's kind of been their whole trend recently is staying up to speed on what's current not really pushing the barrier to beyond to what's going to happen more interesting yeah yeah. doing more interesting things with the tech rather than just seeing how far they can push fidelity Right, and that's kind of the that's kind of the bummer thing when you look at the Mass Effect trilogy. I mean, it's still gonna sell like crazy, and I'm still gonna play it, and I'm still gonna love it. Um, but I'm sure that a part of me is always gonna feel like, man, the original trilogy had some like the magic, like the 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 intrigue that's kind of gone with mm-hmm. this game being with the current trend of what's happening graphically speaking. And I think that's part of the reason why I've always with the short amount of time that I've owned the switch that I've really enjoyed it um playing the games that I played on it cuz you know maybe graphically they don't look the best in the world and that's fine I've never like and that kind of separates Morgan from the rest of us in some ways is Morgan is always very concerned about that in his way and I'm for me personally I'm never really concerned as much about having the ut- utmost highest quality of graphics i want something that's going to stand out more artistically and that's more of my focus than the graphics Mm -hmm. where morgan's kind of he's saying is kind of the opposite which i think is fair i think it's fair and that's why i really am enjoying what the switch is doing that's why i get a little frustrated i'm not saying that i don't want the graphical fidelity over the art direction i'm saying that i want both I want both. Well, That's why yeah, when it, I look at hold on, hold on. Oh, when I look at the when I look at the uh for example, I was just looking at some of the, the best art direction in games last year. You have triple A games, Ghost of Tsushima, all the things that were nominated, um the last was part two. You had Final Fantasy Seven at was nominated for uh best art direction. Ori was gorgeous. That was a forty dollar game, but it was still 
uh, gorgeous art direction. The only independent game that was nominated for best art direction was Hades, uh, and that looked great as well for a smaller game. So and Ori uh, and Ori. Yeah, but Ori is a forty dollar game, so it's in that weird middle tier. What? But um, you can charge yeah, so whatever for an indie game. They were 30. published by Microsoft, though, so that they had more yeah, money. Yeah, they got Microsoft it, but... money now. Yeah, yeah, they got Microsoft money now, um, which is good. Okay. I'm happy for them. Okay. Um, right. And there's other bigger AAA games. Like Miles Morales that looked great as well. That mm-hmm. had an art direction. You had yeah. uh, there's probably some stuff I'm not, I'm missing off. Yeah. Top of my no, head. no, there's really good stuff, but a lot of stuff you're saying they're not going for. Like we're gonna make this as realistic as possible. Like Ghost of Tsushima as well. It's yes, not yeah. the highest polygon count models or anything. Like you can tell, they're they're kind of going with some more simplified designs in a few places for performance sake, and those were all good decisions. Like they, the game run. It's mm-hmm. one of the best running games on the entire console on the entire PS4. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why in, in a perfect world, I loved. I'm trying to think of something that was like cel shaded on a modern. It sucks because Nintendo is such great first-party games, and you don't see. I'm trying to think of something that, that like Morgan. If, if I could just say the thing like that, that always confuses me when when you bring this up, and because things when I think of things like Breath of the Wild and, and things like that, like the trouble I have with it is that game's art direction is top-notch, but nothing about it like you're not going to get that much mileage out of like that thing being 4K and like upping the crap out of the resolution isn't going to do that much to it. Yes. So I, I just don't understand what about it bothers you. That's the yeah, part like I don't the, get. I, like, hmm. For example, it doesn't bother you know the okay, the the uh, um, Skyward Sword remastered that they're bringing out. They're scrapping the watercolor filter over the entire thing because, well, it's in HD now. We don't need to do that. Yeah, to hide yeah. the thing, and it's kind of a shame. Like, that was a yeah. really interesting thing they did. Like, it doesn't look bad, but it's missing a little bit of that charm now. Yeah, and something that they yeah, needed yeah. to do to get it to even work at the time. Um, look what they've done to my gruse. Yeah, but it, it that was the generation where I think this would have had the most weight behind it because it was literally the only SD console at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, that's um, fair. Like, well, the, we, there's something to be said about the Switch not running as well in handheld mode, which is literally... That's the only way you're playing the thing. Oh, I'm playing and the so, shit out of it in docked mode. Well, so. no, not Morgan, specifically. He, he's oh, talked Morgan, over yeah, and over again about how he only plays it handheld. Well, I did a poll on that later. Yeah, and about. it does not... Like, I play it both. You're and there are a few the games, especially the What's... closer to pushing the console to its limits games, that do not... Like, they, they need basically all the processor can do. That's... Yeah, that's actually, it's interesting you bring that up, Josh, because I think I said this to you privately when you and I were talking one day. Um, I don't know if I brought it up to you, Morgan. Monster Hunter Rise is one of those games where it is like you're playing a different game when you're playing it docked. Like, it is pretty damn close to world when you're playing it docked, I, w- I would say. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe I'll go dock it and check it out. I, the best way I'd you explain don't it the is, game, so. I can check and check out the demo. Yeah, I'm sure. The demo will give me a nice idea of the visuals. Yeah, that's fair. Um, mm-hmm. The the best way I explain it is like, since I was younger and I have very, it's kind of like when you like notice something and you can't stop. When I was younger, I noticed, I started noticing resolution in games like what it looked like, and what it sort of looks like is you'll see a texture and it just kind of blurs a little, 
where it shakes or almost looks like it's tearing. There is actually resolution tearing, which is a different thing. But when I started, and you'll really notice it if you play like big third party games on the Switch, like for good God, I bought the biggest regret I've ever had in my entire life was buying Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch. The menu, you could, the menu text had resolution issues. It was unfucking believably awful. Well, um, see, was, I found it funny that you did that because I feel like maybe you should you should have uh, parsed that well, choice out a little bit more because I could have no no but I mean like, I, that's that's the thing like a lot of the AAA devs who like they don't care to do any of that stuff on the Switch not all of them but like that sort of thing happens where like the menu doesn't even work whenever mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat comes to the Switch like that's bizarre just, that it, there's that little effort put into the Switch version of it. It's unbelievable. And I don't even but necessarily maybe there's want to say make... little effort because I don't know how hard it was to get that thing to run on the Switch because... That's yeah. true. Yeah. You know, it's that, gorgeous like, on that next That was gen. one of those like games crazy. I could not believe they were getting to work on the Switch. Yeah, that's my general, point. Yeah. It's, they might be doing the best that they can. It's not a slam against anyone. It's and just sort of that like... That studio, like NetherRealm, mm -hmm. I wouldn't doubt that they... I, I don't think NetherRealm is the kind of studio that would cut corners. Like, I, I bet they, they did their damnedest to get that... Just to get that thing to work. He, even though, mm -hmm. even though, sure, yes, I always joke that I would like to see, even though you don't think it would do much for you to see it in 4K and all this stuff, uh, although a lot of people joke that really beautiful game that came out um, was sort of like a really gorgeous... Persona it was, 5. Uh, no, it was, a free, <laughs> it was a free anime open world game that people were calling like oh, Persona a gotcha 5. Breath Get, of the Wild. Impact. Yes, yes, that. Oh, the phone um, game. There's just, a, there's something about, that, especially in modern, that I've really enjoyed on my PS5 with like Demon's Souls and, and Miles Morales. When you look at a, like some of these top tier games and all like you guys would see on PC, it's just so smooth. Like my eye will, I'll look at every inch of the screen and I can't find one thing that that my eye perceives as a flaw. And um, it's, it, I love that feeling. It makes me, uh, it, I'm turgid. That's, that's um, pretty fucked up. Kind of sad. It's creepy. You I know. It's like it's like when you see a mole on someone and then you, any of the foliage, you foliage can't stop or, uh... looking at the mole on them. It's just like you can't stop. So, anyways, my larger mm. point is it didn't ruin games like. Breath wow. of the Wild for me. It didn't Fucking ruin Smash Ultimate. Over here. <laughs> You're pretty you fucked up, the, bro. I'm gonna call you go out. Go back for that to the shit. '90s when it was funny. When it was funny to see Austin Powers go moly moly moly. Do you remember? You that? Leave Fred Savage oh. alone. Um, it doesn't ruin the games. It's just I avoid the wide swath of middle ground on the Switch, and I try because yeah, because AAA of games. That shoot. No, no. <laughs> I, the, the Nintendo first, the Nintendo first party games, it doesn't detract from me enough to like ruin the experience. And then the smaller games like uh, Hades or Into the Breach and all that kind of stuff, or like a Saga Frontier. That was the point I was making. If I'm playing Saga Frontier on my PS5 for, for whatever reason, yeah, it's just gonna feel like I'm wasting it, my PS. For the record, it, it's not, definitely not just first party stuff anymore because I mean like. Capcom is pulling some wizardry yeah. on the Switch with Monster Hunter Rise. That game has yeah, like very the... quick load times. It is loading huge swaths of area, and it looks good. When it's docked, it looks great. Yeah. Like, th these companies can do it when they put their mind to it. It's just that they so rarely do. I mean, stuff like... Uh, yeah. The, the also, Mario Rabbit's Kingdom now. battle is That's amazing. The art style is great. They They clearly put the effort into doing... Just an outstanding job making this thing. Luigi has a gun. It's yeah, it's, it's so smooth. Yeah, Mario Odyssey generally looks amazing. Like it's so silky smooth. Mm -hmm. Um, another 
I even when I was being a critical asshole, I would study Super Smash so Brothers Ultimate. On the podcast? <laughs> well, right now, I would study Smash Brothers Ultimate, and it looked amazing because they're optimized by Nintendo, and it, that's it's, yeah. of course Nintendo well, it, games are well, great. Well, I mean, well, that's, you focused that's a, on vanity. Well, I not just that, like Smash on on the PS5, even Mac, huh? like yeah, whenever games are optimized to run at 60 frames they look much better because you you get that smoothness like um did you guys uh, which is why i'm still baffled anyone's trying to make you know ray tracing a thing on consoles at this point it's just like why why are you putting your effort there it's it barely works on pc i'm not baffled Uh, since miles morales i'm not baffled by it miles morales did a really great fucking job with it um, and found the way to balance it with like cutting down on crowd density and stuff, and that that is the game that made me believe in ray tracing on consoles. Also, it, that re-release of Control did a pretty good job with it on console as well. Yeah, yeah, well, con- yeah. yeah Control sure. knew what they were doing, just kind of on an artistic level to where where to use it. But uh... I'm sure, like but even then, like, like even Naughty Dog yeah, get in there, we're gonna see hmm. the Ghost of Tsushima sequel. I'm sure we're gonna see some amazing stuff with ray tracing uh, in the coming years, but. To to be I'm, succinct yeah. on this, um, yeah, I still I still love the Switch. It doesn't it doesn't ruin it for me at all. It's just one of those one of those sorts of things where you you trade off you make that trade off. So, but most of the games I think sure we're do playing love them on there are. <laughs> well, I would say one of the great things about the Switch, really enough, is playing games that are a little bit older, like because they look amazing. Like I'm sure they could bring the the I'm assuming they could bring the Wind Waker remake over and it would look great. All the Wii U games come over look great yeah. and they're Nintendo games, but like I'm Donkey honestly surprised Tropical they Freeze. haven't brought that Wind Maker looks or the Wind Waker Wii version over to the Switch yet. That seems yeah, like mad about it. Waiting, yeah. yeah, that seems like that would sell really well. Um yeah. I should I should Shay, I should buy you Tropical Freeze one day. That's a really fun you game. You should email Doug Bowser and let him know maybe he just forgot. Yeah, maybe they just forgot should, about it. You should email them and ask them for a review copy of Tropical Freeze. Version and, and that was it. <laughs> I'm like shit all over my dreams. <sighs> but yeah, I think that the the thing, the most important thing is whether we're all on the same page as far as the middle ground stuff goes. The the AAA stuff is generally great, and it's but that's all Nintendo for the most part. Like anything you're playing, that's a first party game. Nintendo is mostly the appeal. Fire Emblem, Mario, Super Smash Brothers, Zelda. I mean, that's all first-party Nintendo stuff. That's why we're there, right? Yes. So, and that stuff, yeah. And that stuff generally does look really great. I do wish the Nintendo had some sort of... Uh, like, it would be cool if they had some sort of achievement system. They had embraced that by now because I'd love to go through, like, Donkey Kong Country 1 and 2 again and try and get, like... You know, know you can just nice go through and collect all that stuff for the fun of it. Like they're collect they're games with a lot of collectibles. You could just I know, on but that achievements they do weird stuff like you mm. know, give seven high fives to Donkey Kong in the first level, dumb shit like that. You know, I don't know. You I just like you it. want that you want a sound effect that gives you the dopamine you crave. Yeah. Oh. You need someone to ring a bell every time something I, important happens. Pavlov yeah. switch. Uh-huh. What? That's a good question. I would like a. What's the one thing you'd like to see from Nintendo going forward into the next step of the 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 Switch as we kind of put a bow a bow on this? Uh, Shay, better online experience for sure. Yeah, like uh, put it in the console for one. Yeah, because because to be honest with you, the times that I've tried playing Smash with friends across the world, it's super super glitchy. Um, and part it's of that's just the long distance stuff, but. Yeah. Part of it is that, yes, but part of it is also mm-hmm. 
the the Nintendo online experience as a whole. Um, we had issues with Pokemon as well, both uh, together when we were playing, as well as like one on one when we were doing stuff online. It being a little bit laggy and there being some issues. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I just like as as a whole, I want a better online experience from Nintendo. And it's it's difficult to say that because I, f- I feel like it's such, it's coming from such a privileged place because I think about how Nintendo has done some really cool things like their Super Nintendo um, classics that you can play for four dollars a month, which is awesome. And they continue to add games there or how they had Super Mario, the Mario 35 and they have Pac-Man 99 now, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, um, and they, people they've love provided a lot of really cool things, and actually, um, yeah. and I'm not trying to sneak another conversation in here, but I've had no issues playing Pac-Man 99 online, which has been actually mm-hmm. the best online experience I've had with that game or with the that console. Surprisingly enough, as far as but, performance, yeah, I wish there yeah. were just some some better features um, when it comes to online stuff. And if you want to take that is like in Morgan's route of there being like an achievement system to like kind of compare it to other people and have fun with. Sure. I mean, take it in that direction. That'd be cool too. I wouldn't be against them putting achievements, achievement like things in there. And that would go, I think not opposed in line with the online system. It is weird that they don't have it. yet. No, you're right. Shay, you know, the the perfect sim uh, example of that is Smash Ultimate. Nintendo is always weirdly resistant to their games being competitive. It's really interesting. Like they they really resisted the Smash community for a long time, and they still fight against Melee, um, being in all those tournaments. And like the online for Smash Ultimate, in theory, is great. Like I can jump into matches so quick, and it's so fun to play. But yeah. the the system they have the point system is is it frustrating you can get into a bad laggy match and yeah. it like kills your total and they're uh it's, yeah, yeah they just no don't... like they've they've clearly thought some of it through but not the entire thing like honestly splatoon is about the best they've done on that they've they've done an excellent and job with it the was net purely code. accidental yeah with <laughs> their net code on that and and also just the the competitive and you know community and they support building you know in, in that game is is really impressive where you get like and then you get stupid stuff like in smash like you're saying where there's you don't have a competitive rule set lobby you get it will pick randomly between like the two rule sets that you and your opponent have like just random dumb shit like that like why isn't there a competitive rule set that you've picked for this and we're just that's how we're yeah, gonna play strange. for this. Have have more than one of them if you want. But like, like the, com- the community had to pick them. That's the cra- for I, like things like Evo. Yeah. That's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I played that game for six yeah. months, and it was like one of the best experiences I I had had. And I have nothing to show for it. It's not like in Call of Duty. I didn't prestige. I didn't get anything. That's cool. nothing like, to show for it. I well, I do, see. I <laughs> respectfully disagree with that I don't even like Call of Duty, but I like the leveling up system that they have. That's I'm um, gonna like. That's literally like, nothing to show for it. Let me, my, let me tell my you. My Ganondorf would have prestige several times. <laughs> Most prestigious. Let me tell you um, a thing or two about Deep Rock Galactic where you can promote anything. I, I'll take anything. I, one thing I want to say, Morgan, to your point about the, uh, the lack of competitive nature that it seems like Nintendo has always had. I think it kind of makes sense recently. Granted, this I think this is a small part to play because this is more of a recent thing where Nintendo's kind of had this issue for a long time. 
But I know living in Japan, one of the big things that they've kind of rolled forward with their education system and a lot of other things is competition is kind of being done away with in the classroom at all levels. Um, because mm-hmm. uh, directly, directly, like with activities and stuff like that. Obviously, there's still going to be some inherent competition with people trying to get into better schools or trying to get promotions. Like some, like it can get pretty fucking cutthroat here. Um, when it comes to like those kind of things, and that might be a why they're kind of having that directive, um, in their education system. But also that could also also that could also that's a lot of also that's redundant. That could also partially be the reason why they're doing that in in a video game because that's their daily lives where they have to go to work and sit in an office mm. for 10 to 14 hours a day competing with their fellow co-workers to try and to get a promotion relaxed. or to try and get a raise or to try and get higher up in the company and so just plant drugs on your co-workers be... like i do right well um... you, you don't live in japan so that's a completely different thing so with with them having to deal with that on a daily basis at that level the thing may be well video games are truly an escape from a lot of those kind of dealings so why would we put more competition when our daily lives are already a competition you know what i mean and it's kind of it's kind of like along the same lines of um when we were having that conversation a few weeks or last month uh, about the representation in gaming and we had some of our fans voice well we come to this podcast as kind of an escape and to not deal with that like i said i could understand that i didn't agree with it but i couldn't understand that reasoning um mm-hmm. and that could be the same case here where it's like we deal with competition so much in our daily lives we don't want to deal with it in game format as well and that makes a lot of sense when you consider it in that um in that mindset Sounds like a bunch well, of fucking also, losers to me. <laughs> you know, Shay, a lot I of those losers are making it. a lot more money than you or me, my friend. Unfortunately. Whoa, Most people whoa, who whoa. I would consider losers are. Yeah. I mean, if they're making more <laughs> Got money em, than Zambo. Loser, uh, you know, it's... Yeah, I think that's part of it, Shay. And, and also, the rumblings I had always heard, and I'm sure you guys may have heard this as well, it's that N- Nintendo always wanted Smash to be a fun family party game. They didn't like the, the competitive association with it. They liked the idea that it was something anyone could pick up. And, and sometimes when those games become hardcore at those events, it sort of takes on a very competitive um, connotation to it. And I always thought that was interesting whenever I whenever I heard people talking about that who were really into the the scene. So... Because you can't stop people from being competitive if they like your game. It's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich, what would you like to see going forward the most I, from the uh, Switch? Uh, it was going to be improvements to the online infrastructure, so I really don't have okay. much to add there. Yeah, like that is Nintendo's Achilles heel, and that is the, the thing they should be focusing on. So when you play Monster Hunter online, you just hook up with your friends on Discord or something? Yeah, I mean, that's Discord or just, you know, Phone Tree or something. It doesn't doesn't take much more than that. Yeah. Like, it, Thankfully... It's not the en- end of the world but like it would be so much easier if we could do that natively yeah thankfully it is just ridiculously easy to get in touch with people these days um with you know all the different online messaging services and whatnot and all the new ones we've gotten acquainted with over the past year and a half yeah so it's one of those things that it's kind of solved itself in a lot of ways but it's the easy dumb. solution should st- still be there. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Josh, are you on the same page there as far as just warning um, better online? Yeah, I mean, there are a few other things, but like... Uh, like, they've fixed most of their Joy-Con issues. Their, their, their sticks are still weedy, which is... Eh. Like, you've made... You've made excellent joysticks for the entire run of your consoles. Like even the N64 had the most awkward and gangly stick, but the thing was kind of built like a tank. Stick. Yeah. Um, and then I these just kind of break themselves. In in, I have thankfully, whatever stick they're using is really cheap, so I can go on and buy replacement parts for them. And I've I've fixed my sticks. Um, several times at this point for the like. Oh, you broke your switch sticks already a lot. Oh. Yeah, well, my kids have because I. There's so many hours yeah. I could put them on the on the machine. Like it's not like they're. And they got that drift. I had the drift. Yeah, the drift. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's drift. the issue. It's like, the 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 sticks end up drifting, which sucks. But yeah. In a it's, console, it's a five dollar fix. Yeah. Like you can buy the replacement stick. Like the that that electronic part is really cheap. And since I've worked on electronics forever. It's not a big deal, but it's it should not be a deal given how solid their also, other consoles have. Like their controllers have been great, and then this system kind of has the worst controller they've ever made. Um, yeah, just on a durability standpoint, and that's that's true. That's I nonsense. That. Like they they could have they should have built a tougher. And like and, and even even something like their pro controllers are excellent. That's still one of the yeah. best controllers. I use that for PC stuff a lot. Yeah, it's excellent. It's excellent, excellent controller. But that effort did not go. I don't even know about the effort, but like they want, they had to make probably price concessions. Well, I think it was less price than scale. Like they wanted because all everything is smaller. They're trying to get it to fit into that that form size, and I think that nobody's just really building that sort of small scale thumbstick. Super tough the way they normally did. And Harder that's, to do, yeah. Yeah, and I think it just—it's not quite there. So yeah, and I think I can express my—I agree with all you guys. I think I express my final thought in a way that's probably not such an insane take for you guys, even if we don't completely see eye to eye. In the, I'll mute you just stuff. in case. <laughs> um, it's probably for the best. The for starters, I would say, and I know Shay didn't mean it this way, but the reason I do play the Switch is not just because my job, but I. I've owned every Nintendo console since I was a kid. I plan on buying every Nintendo console until I die. You know, like, I, I do love Nintendo games. Like, uh, my most anticipated game this year, I told you guys, was Pokemon Snap. And that's regardless of my frustration. You're so I'm not like going to let... two weeks away from being disappointed. <laughs> probably. You're probably right. Mm. So those things, I'm always going to buy... Nint- I always think Nintendo has great games. And even if I get a little frustrated by their technology or their online things, I'm not going to stop playing their games. Because their games are great. Their, uh, their games are great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Universally. They're but right. uh, when I, I just spend... You spend I spend so much time with all those exclusives I love on Sony. And then when I finally do break myself away to play something on the Switch, it's kind of a culture shock. Like, oh... That's right. And then, oh, I have no achievements. And I know it sounds sad, but it's kind of like, it's a little bit of a culture shock. Well, as long as you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, I so was best game the other on Nintendo? I, I was shocked the Let's other day. It, I, was, I was playing Demon's Souls, and I realized I hadn't turned off achievements on the PS5 yet. And I was just like, oh, fuck. What the no, shit is Josh. this garbage? Um, Morgan, Gotta turn those notifications we, off. Before we, uh, before we take our first break, um... While we're on Nintendo stuff, I did want to briefly bring up 
uh, just because I thought it was interesting to talk about at least. I had not gotten a chance to uh, start it yet, but I did pick up a copy of Ask Iwata today, uh, the sort of memoir on uh, Satoru Iwata, former uh, deceased CEO of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to talk about this briefly because it's super cool this is out um, because you don't normally get these sort of things from Japanese developers uh, yeah. because they're not culturally, they don't really talk about themselves or things like that. And for anyone who's unfamiliar, what this basically is, is my understanding from the research I did is a lot of this stuff is out there free online in Japan only. Um, this is basically a, tr- a translation of a bunch of Japanese interviews that took place over the course of years uh, where Iwata was sitting down and talking to people and mm-hmm. sort of over the years, they kind of cracked the shell on a man who wasn't really down to talk too much about himself and managed to glean a lot of insights out of him. And uh, just it, it I- I'm fascinated to read it because again, just from the Japanese side of games development from Japanese companies in general, this is not something you normally see. Mm. Yeah. Unless they're, yeah. yeah unless they're, you know, it's cool. Kojima or it someone. Cool. I yeah. love that stuff. Yeah. He's very, uh, he loves himself. Yes. I, uh, I sounds <laughs> cool. I just wish I knew. I just don't know how to read. I was going to say, if, read, if, uh, if you want Morgan, we'll if, set up some time. If only I, can, I knew how to I'll read. read. I'll just, you know, yeah. call me. I'll read your chapter before bed. <laughs> okay. uh, all right. That sounds like a nice ASMR thing. Nice. Well, let's take a quick, let's take a quick potty break and we'll be right back. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shay. You know what I was thinking about this week? I want to spend my money on a lot of different things, like a wall clock, a face mask, a puzzle, and a t-shirt. You know where I could spend that kind of money? I was thinking about webbed feet, but if you want all that, you can find it at store.swordchomp.com. Oh, store.swordchomp.com. And I've heard they have a bunch of different logos, too. I've heard they have the Sword Chomp logo, the Chomping After Dark logo, and they just recently got up the In the Blood and the Evoking the Sublime logo as well. The rumors are true. Well, that's good. That's good. So if you out there are interested at all, head to store.swordchomp.com. That's store.swordchomp.com. See you there. Oh, oh, we're live. Here I was here I was here I was trying to buy Saga Frontier. I'm sorry. Maybe you just saved me from a terrible decision. I don't know. Terrible, uh, terrible mistake. Morgan, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you tomorrow. I'm gonna call you tomorrow, Morgan. Okay. Around five thirty PM Eastern time. And I'm gonna be in my car in a Best Buy parking lot and I'm gonna say, Morgan. Stop me from walking inside and buying an Oculus Quest. Mm. Was it the Resident Evil 4 that's doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that was, I was telling Josh before we started, I'm like, it's wild that that was the game that I'm like, you're, well, I guess I'm going to have to get one of these things eventually. Mm, you're, you're really going to get the one you need to make a Facebook account for? That's the only one it's coming to. Fuck. Well, that's the weird no, thing. No, you just talked me out of it. I thought I needed this thing, but no, there's no way I'm making I, I mean, a Facebook I mean, I already have a Facebook account that I don't use. I might as well just use it to have <sighs> That's a just the saddest thing. Like, the very idea of a Facebook account. Oh, it's very stupid. and stu- age. It's well, very stupid, but, like, it, uh, it's the thing that's going to keep me from deleting my Facebook account. Yeah. No, I, this did it. They, they finally found a way to save Facebook. 
I mean, I've been thinking. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about getting one for a while for Half Life Alex because I feel like that's a game. Well, I'm totally gonna pick that up day one if I get. It. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know if I'd run out. I think you're gonna really feel sick to your stomach if you do that right now, Rich. That's a big. It's a big purchase. Why? That's expensive. I mean, there's so many games the coming up too that you're gonna buy. I mean, what's the four hundred dollars? Four hundred. It's a good. That's yeah. cheap. Yeah. <sighs> I mean. You I mean, if it costs back? you your soul because you need a Facebook account, but apparently that you still haven't. I'm also, you know, I mean, yeah, cashed in that I, voucher to get your soul back. I'm, so. I, I'd be spending probably close to five hundred day one because I'm gonna buy that cable that lets me turn it into a, a regular Oculus as well by connecting it to my PC, uh-huh. and oh, that's like okay. a seventy dollar cable. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, we're putting a bow on it. We'll move on, talk some games here. I just wanted to say we're all sure. we're all in agreement that Fire Emblem Three Houses is the best Switch game, right? Is that the no. cons- uh, top 10? But yeah, sure. Technically, Persona 5 Strikers hey, is on the Switch. Got top 11, Josh. That's what I like to hear. Not top 10. Mm-hmm. Top 11. Woo-hoo-hoo. Okay, bro. Shimmy Gimme 10 Side 4. That bright side. Actually, you know what? Technically, um, Shimmy Gimme 10 Side 3 Nocturne is on the Switch. Nocturne's on the Switch? Is that out yet? Couple, when did it, that... No, ne- next month. Oh, I, I didn't think why? it was out yet. I'm like, did I miss that? Dirty liar. Um, yeah. That's fine. I would I'll probably just play the PS2 yeah, version. I mean, again. it's hard to argue with Breath of the Wild, but I do think Fire Emblem will be my number two with a bullet. Um, oh, it's definitely in the top. It's a fantastic game. <laughs> Josh, it's a game. Uh, a game. Josh and Rich, but, this is we, your first fight. Let's do it. Go, go. <laughs> we, nah, Josh, I respect your opinion. Mm. <laughs> that's your first mistake. Um... All right, so we're talking about a lot of games today, <laughs> uh, I guess. Let's see here. Oh, Saga Frontier. Let's let Shay, he's been, you know, he's definitely not playing it during the show. So let's get, let's get his early Definitely, th- definitely not. Early thoughts. I would never do that. Mm. It's fucked up that you even suggested. So tell us how it's ruined your childhood. Y- yeah, I. <laughs> okay. I I don't have many thoughts yet because I haven't um, gotten my fill of the game. I have some initial thoughts, though, and I thought those would be interesting for you guys. Uh, First off, I really did enjoy the art style a lot in the original. I really like the hand-drawn nature of the game. The upgraded um, graphics are really doing it for me. Um, there's There's one character whose name is Red. And the initial, I'm not spoiling much for you because it's the very, very beginning of yeah. his story. Um, you are driving in a car with your father, and you guys get into a car accident. And then yeah, Red around. comes to, and his father is gone. Oh, no. And this town is just lit on fire, and he can't find his father because his father has been killed by this, uh, this secret organization called Black X. And just that whole sequence looked absolutely gorgeous on the Switch. Um, The sprite work, the background, all of it was done very well. And that's been pretty consistent throughout the game. One of the issues that the original had was it had a really good art design, but the graphics didn't do it any favors. So there were times where you were looking at enemies or you were looking at background stuff and you couldn't really tell what you were looking at. And this game has cleared a lot of that that visual noise i don't know other way to word that Mm -hmm. um it cleared a lot of that up 
to where you can tell exactly what you're looking at every time it's on the screen, which is really, really nice. Um, like, I'm really um, thankful for that. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I, that's how I felt with the, the Final Fantasy XII remaster, because the PS2 was so blurry that whenever they brought it over with HD, it was like, wow, this is like, it's the same art, but it's just so crisp and clean. It's just nice to have it cleaned up. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's it doesn't do... Like, it isn't such a big overhaul that it ruins my original memories, which is really nice. Uh, obviously, the nostalgia is vastly intact, and they did a great service by just cleaning up a lot of, of the the issues that the original had, visually speaking. When you say and, go- gorgeous, uh, do you for think the, that... Go ahead. Do you think you're being... as Because you're such a big I, fan? I think it think- looks... I think it looks a lot. I think for me, for me, like that that art direction. Like when I talk gorgeous, I'm talking less about graphical fidelity, more about the art direction. And the art direction looks amazing, and that's gorgeous to me. Um, I understand that that's gonna that You're that's gonna be to different me. from yeah. Well, yeah, it's because graphical fidelity, the top rung, is laughable. <laughs> As we just discussed in the last section, mm-hmm. let's bring it back, baby, but, uh, to that. <laughs> ours- so you're saying is that the art yeah. direction was always great, no, but the PlayStation's um, limitations held it back. Um, <clears throat> no, uh, okay, no, that that was the case. It was the the original was kind of muddy, like they, it did not get across what they were trying to. Muddy, you say? In a lot of well, places. Well, that's great. Whether or not, yeah, it sounds like you're yeah. happy with the the work that they did because you care deeply about this game more than probably ninety nine percent of human beings on Earth. Now I'm going to start playing the game yeah, as sure. Red as well. Because I heard that he is the generic I would. Final, fa- uh, Final Fantasy style protagonist that you should start the game with if you've never played it. Um. Honestly, honestly, and this is my my biggest advice both to Rich and Morgan if you're actually going to legitimately play it again. Uh, just so like people who have never really heard about this game, this is a game where you select one of seven characters, uh, which is now one of eight. Because uh, they've included a new character that was kind of lost in the original. Um, cancer. In, I, I, got a, I got cancer. In the original switch. that they brought back with the HD remaster. That, sorry, I was distracted by sorry. Morgan uh, showing me he bought the game. Room. I'm sorry. But, um, no, nah, you're, good. you're good. I bought it just for good. Shay, just because I, I love him so much. But anyways, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. So you are selecting one of seven characters. I'm going to keep it at seven because there's a specific um, thing you have to do in order be, to be able to play the eighth playable character. But And, and you go through their storyline, and there are characters whose lives are kind of interwoven, but their stories are fairly to vastly different. Yeah. And you have to play the game multiple times to kind of get what's happening in, in this in this universe multiple times so to speak um the, and cool. it's re- it's really charming um mm-hmm. and my advice to both you rich and morgan is to play as either red or as the robot who is t260 um t260 is probably the one i would actually recommend that you go with first uh his, his storyline is the easiest to play through it's one of the more interesting storylines and it's one of the more straightforward stories. That way, the game doesn't like kick you in the dick straight from the get go. Because one yeah. of the things about this game is it is very, very difficult. 
um, mm-hmm. right off the bat. It the, is. the enemies actually level with you. It's one of those style of games. Level scaling and in 98. There's a lot of things that you have to figure out right off. Um, th- yeah, there's, there are things that it tells you, and then there are things that the game doesn't tell you. And one of the really nice things Sorry, about the, the HD only remaster... the I respect is Robo. Okay. Well, one of, the, <laughs> one of the really nice things about the HD remaster is that it actually tells you a lot of information that the game didn't originally tell you, which is super, mm. super nice. Um, there are a lot of like, a like you have a move yeah you have a move pool but you you have all these moves that you didn't really know what they did you just had them and now when you're in combat when you uh, highlight it with your icon it actually gives you a description of what you're about to use exactly what you're about to use and that's really good because they're nice. in in the combat system you can do combinations or combo moves and by having the the description of what attack you're about to use, not only are you going to see what it's strong or weak against, but also you're going to get a more intuitive feel for what you think would combo well together. Because there's nothing that really tells you what combos together. It's something you have to figure out through the combat itself by playing through it. By putting those descriptions there, it makes it a little bit easier. It takes away some of that guesswork that was kind of expected during this era of gaming, where you just figure everything out on your own. That's not where gaming's at nowadays, and by doing that, it's it's made it feel a lot more modern and current. What I think is interesting mm, cool. about this game is that in the U.S., it has it was sort of a cult classic, right, with people like Shay pretty middling reviews in japan it actually made the playstation classic console which is fascinating yes it did me. uh fun fact it was massive here that's what she said um but yeah it's been oh, a while yeah it's been it's been a yeah while. she gave up you. and went home because feels she was good. fucking tired of everyone feels repeating what she said it feels good to get that off um, yeah, Shay, so I noticed, uh, because, because it's a game you can play multiple times, does that mean that the, the storylines themselves are That's short? That's technically true of all games. Uh, does that mean the storylines are shorter? Sorry, what was that, Morgan? Um, so, so, actually, some of the storylines can be beaten very, very quickly if you know exactly what it is you're doing. Like, there are some storylines that you could probably beat in four or five hours. Did you if you don't do any of the supplementary stuff? Did you did if your you love just of, very much just beeline through the story? Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean sorry, to you. Did your love of Saga Frontier um, entice you to explore other games in the lineage like Unlimited Saga and Romancing Saga? No, and that's what's really interesting. Um, this is probably one of the last things I'll say about the game in general because obviously I have a lot more game to play. Actually, I'll, t- I'll say two more quick things. One to answer your question and kind of one to sum up my thoughts. I didn't get to play Saga Frontier 2 because when it dropped, it was a it was a more it was a rare game, even dropping here in the US. So it cost a lot of money pretty much right out the gate. And it's a collector's item. All those all those games that you listed, Saga Frontier, Romancing Saga, and Unlimited Saga, despite how well or how poorly some of them received were received. I know Unlimited Saga was very poorly received. 
uh, because it's supposed to be a peculiar game. They're all rare games, so they're difficult to come across um, in terms of the physical copy. Uh, there, there's a rumor right now, um, which hasn't been confirmed, so take this with a grain of salt for any Saga fans out there, that the producer was uh, in a stream a few days ago, a producer of this HD remaster, and said that basically Saga Frontier, Romancing Saga, and Unlimited Saga are all going to be getting the same treatment that this game has gotten, and that Square Enix is planning to revive the series to give it a lot more love because they've realized that there's a lot here and they kind of just put it away for a while. So they buy that. If, if that. What was that? No, I was gonna say I'd buy that also because they very recently released Romancing Saga 3 for the first time in the US on Switch. And um, like not too long back. And I was actually going to say at the end of that, Dershay, um, I played Romancing Saga 3 when they dropped that on Switch. Um, and when, when you're done there, I'd highly recommend you check that out because that is a, a really cool little RPG. So you've never played Saga Frontier? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll check that out. It's they're games that I've been wanting to check out for a while now. And that's I just, crazy. So you've never, I've never prioritized them, and this kind of gives me incentive. Saga Frontier Two, and that's like the sequel to like your game. What was that, Morgan? What? I was just I was just surprised you never played Saga Frontier Two, and that's like the sequel to your, your yeah. game. That's amazing. I I know that that one wasn't as well received as well though because it. It wasn't as well received, and this is part of the reason why I didn't play it either, because it was supposed to it was supposed to be less of a stream or it was a more streamlined game, less of kind of like an actual RPG. So it was very from what I was reading, corridory by the books kind of thing. So I I didn't put uh I didn't put as much time or effort into trying to get a hold of that game, but if they're going to be remastering it here in the future, I'll definitely play it. Um, my my last thoughts so far, and this is very very uh, early on, is one of the things I forgot about this game. There is, and I think that's a limitations due to the console itself. There's a lot of space in this game, and they don't do a lot with it. Um, so for example, there's, there's a, there's a world called Manhattan that you go to, uh, everything's broken up by worlds in this game. There's a world called Manhattan and it's very, it very much, it looks like a futuristic New York. And part of it is you go into this place called the shopping arcade and you go in there and you're seeing all these shops and you're going up all these stairs and you're talking to a bunch of people and there's some things story-wise that happen in there, but there's only one shop you can shop at. And you can see all these like doors to all these shops, but there's only one that you can shop at. And it's it's a it's kind of a sign of That's, yeah that era we that we grew up in and the era that this game was made in, where you could see they had these ideas for going all these really interesting far places. Even Final Fantasy VII is guilty of this, where there's just a lot of empty space. They had these ideas for what is now being made like Red Dead 2 or Cyberpunk or Grand Theft Auto 5, where you could run into anything at any given point in time that the world is sprawling and vast, but they just didn't have the resources and the machines didn't have the capability at the time, unfortunately. And this game is a little bit guilty of that, where it has some free space. But 
Um, that being okay. said, there's still a lot of fun to be had in this game so far, and I'm really fun. liking some of the changes so far. And I'll well, leave it I at hate that. fun, so damn it. All right. All right, well, we'll Morgan, see. you are choppy as hell on your end and constantly freezing up. Just yeah. Downloading a game uh, during the show was oh, just an I? excellent idea. It was a idea. really, really <laughs> terrible fucking plan. <laughs> uh, it's probably true. Um, great. I'm happy for you, Shay. Um, and I'm happy that we'll get to hear about Saga Frontier for the next uh, forever. So. We'll get a second frame one <laughs> of these days. <laughs> oh, that's, that's okay. I can Hold on, let me pause it. Um, all right. So oh, there they all come. So there are all the frames. They all, they all, we all got them all at the same once. time, all at once. <laughs> I have no fear. Morgan is here. Uh, cool. Um, okay. Well, uh, Rich, you've been playing some stuff this week. Like you said, you had a couple sm uh, smaller things you wanted to talk about. Why don't you indulge oh. us in your wisdom? Are you there, Rich? I'm going to infer that he was asking me about video games. Yeah. Um, Talk about video so, games, so. Rich. Sure. Um, so one of the uh, first things I've been playing is I picked up uh, Rain on Your Parade, which is a small little indie joint I've been keeping an eye on for a while. It is on Game Pass. Um, I didn't realize this and had pre-ordered on Switch, uh, <laughs> which is okay, because uh, that's where I am playing it. Uh, the main premise of Rain on Your Parade is you are playing as a cloud who just wants to get out there and very spiky hair very spiky hair yeah. um it is it's a puzzle game uh where you as this cloud with uh josh you you fired up a little bit of it right i'm uh dozen ish levels in okay so yeah we're we're probably at about the same point anyway um so, like, yeah, one of the, the things I love about the aesthetic is of it's literally like you're a little cardboard cloud, like, being held up by strings and propelled over this world. Um, it's, at, gl at a glance, and I, I do think some of that spirit is there, It like, when I was wa watching this game early on for, like, keeping an eye on it, it was giving me, like, Katamari Damacy vibes in terms of, like, this weird, kooky puzzler. And I think mm -hmm. it, it does that level of, like, weird referential humor. Um, like I shared with you guys the other night, there's a whole Metal Gear Solid themed level where you have to stealth your way um, through an area. And I did die a couple times in it on purpose just because they go through the full Otacon thing when you die, where your handlers goes, cloud, cloud, cloud. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> there's lots of hats and stuff to unlock. Uh, Morgan would probably really appreciate. There's a whole string of levels that are themed to the office. Um Oh, they literally great. do the title cards uh and like it is a one-to-one -one recreation of the set like with the annex with michael's office uh and you have That's to do amazing. little missions in there like soak up coffee and fill up all the coffee cups uh there's one what? where a certain office employee is walking with a big pole of chili and you have to make him trip and spill it <laughs> so my you know my internet lagged out what game were you talking about again what's his name what's whose name the cl uh the cloud who cloud. trips or it's the no no the cloud sorry not the cloud who trips but the cloud who makes someone trip cloud cloud it's the person who cloud. trips name oh, it was just that weird final fantasy 7 the person who trips thing. doesn't have a name they they're unnamed 
Oh. Is that we're talking about that Final Fantasy VII mod thing? No. Sorry, I like. You know, I don't. I, I'm well aware. Um, again, we're talking about rain on your parade. Oh, rain on your parade. Okay, I had no. I had lag. Um, sorry. But yeah, the the puzzle solving stuff gets a little more interesting as you go on. You can soak up different materials to, uh, rain on different. Like there's some puzzles where you have to soak up like an acid to corrode cars or like weather crops. Um, uh-huh. you eventually eventually get a thunderbolt mechanic where you can like strike lightning down on people. It is weird and just kind of having fun with itself. Josh had I was actually going to bring this up on the show, and Josh brought it up in private the other night. When you go into the uh your cloud house, as they call it, where you can put on accessories and stuff, the cloud is just a normal cloud with a smiley face on it, and you can choose to draw your own face. There ain't nobody stopping you from drawing a dick on that cloud and playing the whole game like that. Mm-hmm. So, so like five to, minutes in, if you want to. You can just draw a dick on to, that cloud. Yeah. Always comes back to dicks with you, Rich. Good lord. I, is this is this guy fucking serious? <laughs> but you, uh is this a fucking joke? The uh yes. yeah, yeah. It's it is it is a uh fairly fun, lighthearted, like uh not super serious sort of a not super serious nor challenging um, yeah seems like it's mostly like... there for in there for the lulls is the wrong connotation but in there for the lulls um i i, I think it's charming enough and it, it's fun like and there's some bonus objectives and levels if you want to strive to get different accessories like uh mm-hmm. in the school level i appreciate it there's one level for chasing children basically from one end of the school into the last classroom at the end Mm-hmm. Um, it just it, it it's one of those things where, like a Katamari or a Donut County, it's fun to kind of just move around the space they give you and see all the different things yeah, going just, on. Yeah, just mess around with it and, and poke it. Yeah, and how you can interact with them. But uh, I, I believe it's Sounds fifteen dollars. Cool. Um, and it is on Game so. Pass. It yes, it is currently on Game Pass. Which is uh, um yeah yeah, check it out. How I it's picked cool. it up. So yeah. Cool, I'm going to have to go download that right this second. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'll definitely not throttle your speeds. <laughs> uh, Morgan, you, you want me to just go right into my other game while I'm here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the other thing I've been checking out a bit is another cheapo game for y'all. Um, this is an early access title. Dorf Romantic I have been playing a bit. This is early access on Steam. It is $10. Uh, the easy sell to explain this is it's kind of like carcassonne um what is that it it's a board uh game. so it's a board game classic it's like classic. it's been yeah. around for forever at this point for but. a very long time yeah it's, it's like a hexagonal carcassonne so the main idea is you're giving this stack of hexagonal tiles and you're just laying them out there's no timer or anything like that and the tiles will have things like forests or houses or or rivers of boats or, or train tracks on them and things like that and the idea is you lay these out next to each other and you're getting points for building a forest with X amount of trees or building a village with X amount of houses and completing those goals adds more tiles to your stack. And you just sort of keep going until you run out of tiles. And, and that's the mode that's in the early access right now. There's no time limit. There's no real pressure behind any of it. It's just relaxing as hell and pretty to look at. It is top of my list of games i wish i could could just be my screensaver uh so i'm googling it to look at it while you talk about it and i'm not mm-hmm. finding dwarf romantic anyway dwarf I'm just getting... romantic d-o-r-f oh. 
R O M A N T I K. Dwarf. Okay. No, dwarf. Like it, the thing sounded Russian, and you imme- went, "Come on!" How did it sound Russian? He said, "Dwarf romantic." Dwarf romantic. Shay, you're, you you're muted. muted again, Shay. <laughs> Thank you. I no, I'm gonna be with Morgan. I thought it was dwarf romantic as well. To be fair, I I'd really appreciate it if you if you guys stop giving away the name to the dating uh, game I am working on. It really mm. it's really gonna throw off our Kickstarter launch. You mean few weeks. dating app for short no, people? No, dating game. To, no. Yeah, you know, not dwarfs app. need love too, and they're not gonna. Yeah, get but we already have an app, Morgan. Why, why would you think they're only interested in other dwarfs? Come on, come on. It's Is that a fetish? Up. Are you going to Pornhub and typing in dwarf? I'm trying to... Why would like you tell on yourself like that, Morgan? Your wife watches this. No. Um, uh, the, she, <laughs> no doesn't, she, she doesn't care what you do. <laughs> uh, nope. But yeah, the, and as you sort of re- reach these different goals, you unlock new tile pieces that can sort of change how you place, play and everything. Like I, I recently unlocked a piece that lets you... It's called a water station that lets you move train tracks over bodies of water and things like mm. that. Um. Because what really starts to complicate it is, like, the goals get bigger and loftier in terms of make a forest that's only X amount of trees, so if you go over it, then you're blowing a particular goal. But beyond that, pieces that have rivers or train tracks can only be, like, they can't be laid out in certain ways, so they have to connect to another train track or end the train track. Um, There is a creative mode coming. Um... That is at least on display in early access, which I imagine would just be like sort of an endless mode where you can do whatever you want. And I could see the appeal of that just because when these things are going, like and each tile is animated and doing its thing. Just fun to it's look real, at. It's real pretty to look at. There's no real stakes here. I qualify it as like a super low end puzzle game, but it is, if you're having a stressful day, like it just kind of melts that away to just sit yeah. and click No, away. I've been... Uh... I talked about this. I don't think it came up on the show. I think it came up on one of the streams that I did when I was talking to somebody. Um, just about a lot more of the chill games that I ended up playing last year just because I needed something to relax to. Um, this last year was kind of the year that I got into hidden item games. Um, finally. Like that, that's, been, that's been a massive genre for years at this point, but like no one talks about it in hardcore gaming because... Frankly, we're all too worried about how many pixels, you know, you know, each new character. Like it's, um, but anyway, um, this sort of game, like, um, I mentioned when when Rich brought this up, it very much reminded me of kind of the, the same sort of loop as, uh, Islanders, which is another sort of chill puzzle game like this, where that one is built around, um, almost like, um, that sort of RTS base building sort of a puzzle of like, how, how am I going to fit all these buildings into this little space that I have so I can protect them. But uh, um, this one's, you know, there's not competitive. It's more, you have the space that you want to build it. It's these little islands. And how can you build the, uh, the most efficient little islands here for your Love efficiency, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing, but just a chill sort of a puzzling, puzzling experience. Um, Though efficiency is the opposite here, and my favorite thing in Dwarf Romantic is to make train tracks that are the most meaningless thing in the world, like a <laughs> small circle of train tracks that connect two houses. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, cool. Cool. So we have Dwarf Romantic and Rain on My Parade. 
on your parade. Rain on your parade. Exactly. Uh, cool. All right. Let's see you. Um, on a serious note, I am curious to see what you guys end up thinking of Fantasian. I'm assuming because I hated it, Josh and Rich will probably love it. Um, <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, it's, I only played an hour of it and I'm not like condemning the thing. Uh, but it's just, yeah, it's very tropey, very cliche, but the music is really nice. You know, it's a, I think it's a no, Nobu, Nobu, <laughs> with anyone else, I'd say it's time to retire this bit, but I know it's not a bit. It's, <laughs> he's really trying. And Nobu, you went to. One of my heroes. Uh, <laughs> a real a real hero to us all. <laughs> a laying in my katatsu, thinking of Omatsu. I, okay, sorry. Go ahead. I, I you know what I'd be really concerned about is if you ended up ever actually getting the the green light to interview him on In the Blood. <laughs> and you oh And I'm God. here with no, no, no like we'd have to give him Mr. Just... Final Fantasy composer. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Flash cars would be involved. We w- we would have to coach him, literally nonstop for weeks if that ever somehow happened. We b- b- make a montage of it and put it up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There'd be yeah. we've just cut yeah. audio in, and here is and my voice Nobuo Uematsu, and then back to Morgan's voice, mm-hmm. and I just do a completely silly voice so it doesn't even sound like Morgan at all. <laughs> That's how it'd have to work. <laughs> Nobuo. It's no Uematsu. I, yeah, I pull for Miss Walker, but it's I, I think sometimes they're just too derivative. Uh, for, I liked Lost Odyssey, but even even that game, its biggest fault was just how derivative it was. But I did I did really like it at the time. That um, game's fucking great. You can go straight to hell. I think this one's just almost <sighs> too. And honestly, I'm playing it on the phone. I'm just gonna be honest with you, considering how derivative it is. Playing it on my phone is like a form of torture. I would rather. I I, I can go with you there because I don't like playing games on my phone either. That is specifically why I like purposely dug out my MacBook to play this mm-hmm. game. Yeah, no, that's yeah, why that's I bought a backbone. Wise. I'm like, no, I'm not playing an RPG on a phone. That's that. So will you literally... bought that for this one game? No, I bought it because I I normally just use an Xbox controller for it, but it's a pain in the ass. To it is. try to it's link so a Bluetooth Xbox controller to a phone, um, I'm yeah. like, and I've been I've been fighting that for forever. So uh, anyway, finally broke down and bought one. I looked at I it would, for years. So a lot of people don't know, but Miss Walker made this. It was it was received mediocre, but I didn't play a lot of it. It was called Blue Dragon. It was like I love Blue Dragon. It was like a Dragon Ball Z. RPG. Well, no, no, no. It was not a Dragon Ball Z RPG. Toriyama did the art for it. That does not make it a Dragon Ball Z RPG. It is literally nothing like Dragon Ball Z. I'm sorry. It's a Dragon RPG. Can't got you there. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a dragon. No, in we it. all thought that was that's. <laughs> Let's call so you mean dragon. it's an RPG? <laughs> yeah, it's an RPG. Toriyama uh, did the art. It there is are no really... RPGs without dragons. That's... There are no RPGs where Toriyama does the art. Miss Walker still hanging around. Um, yeah, is there, is there anything? For there are no cats in America, God. and the streets are paved <laughs> with cheese. For there are no cats in America. In America. Uh, and Josh, you said you were playing a fold-apart. Somewhere oh, okay. out there, beneath the pale <sighs> moonlight. 
I know I'm gonna be delayed on that. Sorry. I I brought I brought two drinks in here. I'm not drunk enough. What is? How has this happened? How how has this happened to me? Okay. So is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we take our last break? Sorry if we get a takedown about that whole Five Will Goes West thing. I don't. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Josh, did you want to talk about um, Fold Apart? Pac-Man 99. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind bringing it up for a moment. Um, I've been playing... Here, let me, let me look at my list here. I've actually been playing Gal Metal, which is one I told the other guys about on break, but I'm, mm-hmm. I don't plan on getting into it. That is an older... I'm going to bring it up because the pitch is why you would play it and what I have to say about it beyond that. Probably that doesn't matter to any of you. want to play it. Um, it is a rhythm game where you play as a drummer and it's kind of built around persona school time management sim aspects to like building stats and like different rhythms you learn. You had me at persona. Yeah. So it's it's <sighs> bizarre. It's on only on the Switch because they have you use the Joy-Cons to like actually drum. Um like oh. their drumsticks. Um, There's DLC too. Yes. Ooh, one quick question on that note. This is tangential. Okay. Do you guys recommend Tiny Metal? It's no. like a turn. I bought it and I've never played it. I bought it and did not like it that much. Um, I, I was probably being too harsh on it, to be totally fair. Um, there were certain things about it where it was the like. Art was, it was pretty bad, wasn't it? it? Was, I don't know. Eh. The art's fine. The art's fine. Um, it was kind yeah. of Advanced Wars ish, but not quite enough. Like, the not being able to combine units is probably what annoyed me the most because it's like an advanced wars fundamental to me and it annoyed the shit out of me. Okay. Yeah, it seemed so like it was. Metal. It seems like tiny metal was kind of in the same vein as like Wargroove, where they're like, man, it's a shame there aren't any more advanced wars games. And Wargroove kind of, it also didn't follow all the same rules, but it kind of did its own things in unique enough ways that it was still really good. Whereas tiny metal, from what Rich is saying, kind of didn't follow those rules in frustrating ways yeah so. in, in ways that bothered me enough to make me not see yeah. it through to the end so anyway so i, I played a played a little bit of that which i'm not going to go into much more because that's the pitch is why you would buy it um so played some it's of that pitch. i played some of uh tasumachi which is a game i bought because of the key and environment art screenshots that I'd seen um, and didn't look into it any more than that, which is it's gorgeous. The game is a gorgeous looking thing. It is apparently made by an artist who worked on Final Fantasy and Breath of the Wild, um, which explains why it's so gorgeous. It is very janky at the moment and Mm. you just kind of wander around. Uh, The story is given to you in essentially silent movie flashcards where like a character will show up and then all of a sudden black screen with a bunch of text as um very jank very pretty and it's kind of fun to explore these little environments um not going to recommend it to you unless you also see those you know screenshots see some of the key and environment art and kind of also think it's something you just kind of want to experience because that's that's it it's it's i'm i'm there for the art in this game it's kind of a just fun little place to explore um 
That's what I said tripping acid at that Van Gogh exhibit. They asked me to leave. Hmm. Understandable. Understandable. Um, so those are those briefly touch on those, but then a fold apart. I wanted to talk about a little bit because that one was one that because I picked up Apple Arcade again to play Fantasian, but I've not gotten to it yet. Um, Rich talked about this last year and it sounded like my jam and I just never got around to playing a fold apart. Um, and that's on Apple Arcade. So since I was already paying the money for it, I'm like, okay, let's, let's get around to playing this game. That sounded interesting to me last year. Um, and it is, Rich has already described it a little bit, but it's been a long time. So for anyone who's not caught up on it, it is a puzzle platformer, 2D puzzle platformer, where you are folding the levels in order to change the geometry. Like basically every level has a front and a back. Like it's just a piece of paper and you can fold it to be able to get to different platforms and whatnot, uh, trying to get to your goal. Um, the uh, the puzzles are really enjoyable. The uh, The story is kind of built around a long-distance relationship, and the idea is, I guess, that they're sending letters back and forth. It was the reason they went with the whole idea of, oh, well, that's why it'll be paper-based. They're sending texts back and that's forth, so, so uh, like, the the metaphor didn't quite come together. But that's you can, not how you... I read it, though. I, I thought the, the paper thing was supposed to be because he's an architect. Is that... Okay. Like it's it's because it's on a it's set on a drafting table. Is it? I never really even looked at the background. Is it? Is it on the drafting table the whole time? Yeah, I believe so. It might when you're playing as the other partner who's a teacher, it might be different. But like okay. I was getting the art. One of the one of the characters is an architect. Yeah. Um, um. And that's that's the vibe I got from it at the time. Okay. Anyway, I I was not as enthralled by the story because it is kind of it's the, the the whole thing is around them being you know, in a long distance relationship, like the, uh, the architect wanted to go work on this skyscraper in a city who had, you know, they had, they had to go work there for a year in order to, uh, to do this thing and then come back. And, uh, the relationship just being really hard for them to work on. And every, every new level you get to is based on a misunderstanding that they have because they're doing this all over text, like texting each other. And like one of them will like really hyper focus on a word or two that someone else texted to them and being like, Oh fuck. What did they mean by this one word in a text? Um, and just yeah. personally, I found that more frustrating than intriguing at least to me, just because the idea of that seems so silly. Um, not that it doesn't happen, but like... There's a little bit uh, hyper-exaggerated or... Well, not I just... No, it's just I, I like these so. are easy, easy solutions to these things that someone's fixating on, and not that it doesn't happen, <laughs> but like it's frustrating watching it happen. Like somebody just... It, like you're texting on a phone, call each other once during this no. whole relationship. Somebody call the other person. You can figure this out in, in literally three seconds. Um, much to do about nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very much in that same vein. Like let's overthink everything. Um, and that, that's fine. Like just for creating drama, 
but I, I, I kind of get a little tired of it as far as just like just a personal preference thing. Um, the idea of like some rom-coms are good. Like the idea of like, okay, we're, we're having a misunderstanding because of, you know, our own perspectives on things. And you can definitely tell that they're coming from that, but also some of the misunderstandings they have feel so ridiculous. Um, in the way they're framed here, at least to me that, um, I don't know. I kind of had a, a harder time connecting with it on a narrative level. The puzzles were really cool though, just because of the way, like the, the, the very mechanic of just folding the levels you're on was really cool. Um, and I loved that part of it. The music is great. Um, yeah, fun, fun game. Very fun. Little, little puzzle platformer. My, my sort of thing. So cool. All right, well, um, we're going to take a fold apart and go to the bathroom. No, we're and not. Pac-Man 99! I thought we were saving that for some reason for the arcade show. That we um, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, we could. We could. I had said that before the podcast that we, I had played a bunch, so. Right. I want to no, hear what you have to we can do both. That's fine. I can wait. We can talk about it again. We can, we do can, we can Yeah, we can absolutely teasers. talk you about can it again. Give us a mm-hmm. Are you guys all playing? Or is everyone here playing to play? I played a little bit. Of okay. I'll, I've I'll do a quick one minute. Yet. No. I'll probably play it, but I'll I've do one quick minute. Uh, I have had zero issues with any kind of lag or any kind of glitches or anything like that. I have no problems getting into matches. Um... It's been a really fun experience. I've gotten second place twice. I haven't managed to eke out first place yet. Uh, it's really oh. intense. It's a lot of fun. It really makes Pac-Man feel a lot more modern with the the Battle Royale style. It's hectic, and it's a hell of a lot of fun. And I'm excited to talk more about it with you guys. I'll leave it there. Were you, have, you, have you been a Pac-Man fan, or are you more like, eh, Who Pac-Man, isn't? I could take it or leave it? fucking pac-man um i no i i i've never like gone out of my way to play it but at the same time i used to own miss pac-man on the super nintendo when i had one and i i loved playing that game yeah it's a really fun game so uh Hmm. yeah i mean it's not like i'm i'm fervent in my Uh, my, you really focus uh, on those signifiers don't you it it was a bow just, just a bow. I really oh. should have. She had the same Pac-Man. physique as as Mister Pac Man. You know, I'm gonna apologize for this in advance. I'll have it ready by next week. I really should have something in OBS so I could just cover Morgan's camera at a moment's <laughs> notice when need be. Nothing's hotter than a. Never mind. Uh, than a big pink she bow. A, she got a red bow. I, I, red. Yeah. It's hard to tell on those old screens. Let's say red. What you got yeah. under, under that bow? I think they, I think they, literally nothing. That, that was the terrifying part of it. it was, <laughs> that was this, what was it? Just to? <laughs> just the bow. Just, just, just the bow. Just to her skull. <laughs> Miss Pac-Man's just, fucking great. I think we can all agree on that. It's a fucking fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Yes, much more of yeah. No, no. I'm I mean, much more of a Miss Pac-Man fan than uh, than I think than a Pac-Man most fan. people are. Like it's the clearly better game. Yeah. 
I liked the 3D Pac-Man game on the PS1. It was a oh 3D my fuck. Pac-Man World? That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's oh. almost as good as the Sonic Adventure games. You know, I, you know what I, the one good thing Pac-Man World has from the main menu? You could literally play actual games of Pac-Man. <laughs> as long as it you don't fun. start the actual actual game by accident. Um, I'm surprised you didn't like it. I remember it being like bad. Something that was critically received. Really, was it really considered bad at the time? I remember enjoying it, but like not like falling in love with it. But I remember it being fine. I mean, it probably it. wasn't terrible. It was probably fine. Like most of these games are fine. Oh, it's old. I'm gonna have to go to. I mean, what didn't that game come out during the time that the crack ep- epidemic was happening? So, just mm-hmm. fine is relative. <laughs> we were worried about other things. <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like um, shit for making that. That's such a terrible okay, joke. Well, yeah. So I made a shitty joke, guys. No, I don't mean like it wasn't like terrible because it was mean spirited. It just wasn't good. Mm. Yeah, I hurt his feelings. You know, Rich. I've been really nice to this podcast. You're going to fucking get you it. Have. In a you're, you're a sweet boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so Pac-Man, it was called Pac-Man World, huh? I couldn't remember yeah. what it was called. Yeah, you're right, Pac-Man World. I'll have to go check it out and see. I wouldn't recommend it. it. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a PlayStation demo disc somewhere. Um, cool. Yeah, maybe we'll all jump in there. We have a... You know, arcade theme topic coming up soon, so maybe that'd be a good time. I'm gonna spend all my time from the about podcast. I'm actually just trying to find a an arcade near here. Now that uh, we're finally kind of slowly pulling up out of this nosedive, um, I gotta get back to Barcade, everyone. Yeah, it's I've got. It looks like I'm gonna have to head into Detroit to actually find an arcade. They're just uh, they didn't survive around here for the most mm. part. I have to head into Detroit, which uh, that's not too far, but it'll be. Yeah, need need to take the kids to an arcade. They're uh, finally old enough to appreciate that. Have to find some uh, some Pac Man, some Tapper. Uh, if we're Hell lucky, yeah. if we're yeah, lucky, be, some it'll House of Dead. It'll be fun to talk about that too. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick uh, bathroom break, and we'll return with some quick polls to giggle our way out of here. See you on the flip side. Teehee. Ladies and gentlemen, this commercial is brought to you by Chomping After Dark, our brand new podcast where we deep dive on video games, talking about the story in full detail. That's right. But we don't just talk about games. We've also talked about many wonderful movies. We talk about things from triple A titles to indie darlings to movies that just Plane made us laugh. Yes, we are still waiting for the cat's butthole cut. If you want to check it out, please head over to swordchomp.com or any of the major podcast apps where you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like, dang, I just want to get this podcast two weeks early, head over to patreon.com slash swordchomp where you can get access to Chomping After Dark two weeks early this was the four-year anniversary of the switch obviously so we did a bunch of switch theme polls on the sword chomp instagram which you can find every tuesday at sword chomp on instagram 
So you better fucking vote or you're dead. Could you me. stop sexually assaulting the listeners via your microphone? Mm. I again, it's my kid. Now that we, you guys have pushed me past eight thirty, I don't want to wake up my kid. Bro, it is ten thirty. <laughs> yes, I forget you live on the edge of the universe. I'm sorry. Um, although I was wondering when you brought up Manhattan being in Saga Frontier, Fritz was secretly like, "Oh, futuristic New York. I'm getting so hard. I'm a JRPG." Oh. No, yeah. no it's it's hard, really like in rich here. people. It's really in here. There's there's a world called Manhattan. And if you want to learn more, head over to Nintendo Store where you can download Saga Frontier for twenty four ninety nine. Is Woody it's Allen funny. in the game? <laughs> it's sadly funny the way no. you phrase it that way. You cliche because you phrase it. You say it's called Manhattan, but like, isn't it? Is it just Manhattan? Because I doubt they'd make something and just call it Manhattan. It's obviously Manhattan, right? Well, they're like they travel to different worlds. And this one is named Manhattan. <laughs> what? That sounds so nonsensical. I don't understand. But I have to no know. No more nonsensical than anything in any RPG ever. That's actually somewhat true. Um, I just think it's funny. Like, if it's Manhattan, is it just Manhattan? No, it's a futuristic the New York place. island of Manhattan. In Mike, all of Michael Bay's films. All right, so do you normally play... The switch docked or undocked. Fifty-two percent of our audience said undocked. So uncircumcised. It. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but right I wanted to middle. do a radio <laughs> voice and be like, "Do you dock with your switch? Find out more at 9. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Dock in that mood. Docking right with now. Doug I Bowser. I do want to address. I do want to address this though. Do you consider Pokemon Snap a classic? 60% of our audience said yes, they do consider Pokemon Snap a classic. Mm. That's high praise. You guys agree or disagree? Depends on your definition. Like, I, think, I think it is for me. Yeah. Uh, and I, Again, I've expressed this to you before, Morgan. For people in like mid-20s to mid-30s, I think there's a very specific like age range of people uh, that we'll call the elder millennials um, who... Like that game resonated with our generation, and I don't think yeah. like I'm not saying it was unpopular, but I don't think it was as big of a cultural phenomenon outside of that. Yeah, I think the thing that was interesting that it did was just it was kind of the first of these. Let's take our property and do something bizarre with it. Sort of experiences that we got from Nintendo. Um, and we've gotten a lot more of them f since then. Stuff like Luigi's Mansion. That's a fucking bizarre concept that has become a, you know, a series since then. Um, they did some weird stuff here and there on the, uh, on the N64, and that was kind of the a really cool first glimmer of that in a lot of ways. Um, of the, you know, it's a Pokemon game where you take pictures. Like, no part of that makes any sense, but it somehow works but at the same time it's one of the few properties where that could work because it is a, a game purely about like this huge swathing fictional form of wildlife so mm -hmm. doing a game where you were like a pokemon wildlife photographer it's a brilliant idea it really is yeah it works like they're they're they're, uh, they're... wow mm -hmm. the, the, it's uh... such a brilliant i it's such a brilliant idea that people wanted, clamored for it for like every. Yeah. It was annoying. It got sick of people saying, "Where's Pokemon Snap? Where's Pokemon Snap?" So it's Shay, like, the I'm thing gonna... I'm I'm unsure about moving into this next one though is 
it, it was a full price game, but everyone rented it. Everyone rented Snap. I, I don't know anyone who owned that game. I didn't steal it from the Blockbuster. Stop asking me that. And it's strange. It still feels yeah. wrong to me that this is a $60 game. For, it's not. For, for I the mean, new one. Didn't they I just say it was the 60 more... I thought it was imagine... like 40 I think they just announced it at 60 60 I, I imagine the new one's a lot more robust, um, like most modern games are. But yeah, the original game, you could fly through in a really intense like I Like, even on the Switch, I just, I expect to rent it. It makes no fucking sense, but like... Yeah. I feel like I'd pay them a, a subscription fee to Pokemon Snap. Like, okay, yeah, you can have this for the weekend for for eight bucks. It is fifty nine ninety nine. I apologize. It makes no sense why they would do that, but it feels like they I should think, in a way. Yeah, like, hey, we'll rent you this game for the weekend. It's eight I mean, bucks. I, you want you want to play I, it for this weekend? I, I'm gonna buy it because I feel bad because um I you know I stole it from Blockbuster and like fifteen <laughs> years later they closed. <laughs> totally connected just a to b direct yeah. connection there's a direct through line there <laughs> um but in order to really support the devs shay i'm gonna have to ask you you're gonna have to show us what the pokemon snap stations at japanese oh done stores look done like. you know that's gonna happen oh, in yeah. fact if we can find some way for us to use that app to send you like our photo data we'd be like all right i'm gonna pay you so much money for you to print out my Pokemon Snap pictures and mail them to me. Yeah, I, I'll do that. No I problem. have to I imagine. I have to imagine that even though they're Pokemon Snap themed, it'll just it'll probably print anything on one of those SD cards. Bad guess. Um, well, my I guess is on, on the... they were saying it's going to specifically be for Pokemon Snap, and hmm. I would imagine the way that makes sense to do it is not through the SD card, but through you sending the photos to the Switch app, and then using that it's on the station. Okay. That's what it's, I'm assuming. Um, that's the thing, like, in the modern day, that's what makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. that'll be awesome. I, uh, I, I, I don't know how in-depth it is, but it'd be fun to have, like, a picture contest with us and, and, our, and our audience. It's like, who could take the coolest photo and have our listeners vote on it on poll day or something? Totally um, be cool. Yeah. Because well, that was something that always bugged me about the first one. And not, not bugged me, bugged me, but, like, I would take a photo I was really proud of or something and be like, and he would that's, that's not the full points. Like, it has to be dead center, no artistic license with it, yeah, as which is big not as how possible. You take photographs. Yeah, yeah, but like the way they scored it originally was. I was using was, the rule of thirds, Professor Oak. Exactly. Idiot. And games have done that better since then. Like, their whole, like, Umarangi generation last year is really good in the way it is, like, it. The AI they've got there to, well, not AI, but the algorithm they've got to choose how you've taken a picture is better in that regard. So I'm I'm hoping that they're actually a little bit better at, you know, rewarding photographs that are actually framed in interesting ways. So we'll see. I, for all the for those like three people that were hating on the game, I will say this. Just cuz I think it's a classic at the time doesn't necessarily mean all classics have to hold up. It's 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 a little tough when you go back and play it cuz I played it a couple of years ago and even though the charm is there, you know, you're dealing with all the 64 stuff that weird controller, the blurry visuals, then you have like you're on rails and it's both agonizingly slow and frustratingly fast at the same time you have to do missions over and over and over again like you said professor oak is kind of a dick or whatever his name is grading wow it's professor uh, oak 
great. It's yeah, it's it's definitely has problems for sure. I don't know if it holds up great, but that doesn't mean this version of the game hopefully will be great. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um this is a little surprising. 60% of our audience said they thought Mario Odyssey was a better game than Mario Galaxy. Um, In- incorrect. Yeah. No, I think that Odyssey's I don't know. great. Galaxy's think... just a better game though. Yeah. That 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 it's a hard one because I've got a feeling that some of them might well, some of them may have not even played Galaxy because you know the Switch is a more this is for gamers console than the Wii was and I don't I don't know. Like as far as the data shows me there were at least three Wii's in every home. Yeah. <laughs> you'd think so. You'd think it would sell, it sold like gangbusters. Everyone should have played it, but it feels like at least to me there are a lot of people who never want to admit to have played the Wii. In game, what a weird thing to! It's, but it's but bizarre, we, we would like to like, play. Like, no, this is not like a to. serious console. It was. It did a lot of stuff really interestingly. But I, I walked off with my Wonder Swan color, fucking amateurs. I don't know. I think, I think it might just be recency bias. Right. But either a recency bias or b, oh, it was gimmicky. Look, you want you know you jump around these worlds or whatever. But they did some really cool stuff with it. They did so much still cool stuff with it. That they made a second one, like a literal direct follow up just to that game. A, which, a thing that's never happened outside of like the original Mario. Yeah, that's, they don't do that because well, they generally run out of ideas before then. And Galaxy 2 is also amazing. Like Galaxy 1 and 2, 2 are both just, just absolutely stuffed full of some of the best Mario levels in the entire Ooh, series. Can you talk more about stuffing? Yeah. Uh, not until November. Yeah. That that said, just the general movement mechanics in Gal in in Odyssey are better. Um, as far as like the flexibility they give you and stuff, so it's it that's a tough call. It's a tough call. But uh, Galaxy, know, I, I still think just the level of... design is just so much better that it, it yeah the pulls first it half through. of Odyssey I loved because I thought it was a perfect balance of like kind of doing that two D slash three D stuff. But yeah, I that's tough. It's a really tough call. I don't have a strong preference either way, to be honest with you. Um, They're both great, but mm-hmm. I I do think like Galaxy is just like more intent and and like a more perfect design. Like not to knock Odyssey at all because it is a fantastic fucking Mario game. Um. All right. Shockingly, I said, "Is Breath of the Wild your favorite game on the Switch?" Unfortunately, no. 60% of our audience said it is not their favorite game on the Switch. Um, perhaps it's Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, although that game, they did not vote the greatest fighting game of all time, which was very upsetting. It's not a fighting game, so that makes sense. <gasps> Rich. Oh, Josh. Oh, Josh, did you hear that chuckle? That's the first time Josh has ever been like, oh, Rich. <laughs> not a fighting game. You're funny. Right, Josh, I mean, it's it's, it's, a it's no Catherine. Yeah, yeah, no. That's <laughs> a, agree, agree, you know, agreed. <laughs> uh, These fights are no fun. Um, I don't, I don't know. I think Smash Ultimate is flawed, but also, yeah, probably my favorite fighting game ever. But I, I don't yeah. think, yeah, sixty percent of our audience said no. It's not their favorite fighting game. What would be the better fighting game? Give me one. I mean, the only thing Street that really Fighter compares 2. is Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Yeah, yeah for it's, me. it's fine. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. 
Street Fighter 2 is a classic, but there's no Ganondorf with a big sword. That's really what you're, that's your defense? The big sword, huh? Yeah. It's, it's the a, first game where no he's Sonic. had a sword. And honestly, the first Sonic. game where he's been any good, but yeah. Yeah, he used to be trash. I don't, at, um, its, at its time, I would have said Soul Calibur 4 was an amazing uh, fighting game. At a time, Ugh. it was very, yeah. very high quality. Oh, Soul Caliber apologists. I mean, oh yeah. I Welcome to the stage of Destiny, Josh. Three three D fighters are all just universally trash. <gasps> Not all, and uh, I, while I won't argue that Soul Caliber is like a toe to toe, this is an amazing fighting game. It is good, stupid fun. Mm. I mean, it's better than Tekken, and Tekken is the three D fighter. I could not disagree more. <laughs> They oh, both wow. suck. Suddenly. So I, I don't even I don't even care to disagree with you, Rich. Sure, you whichever you say. You don't you don't need you don't you don't need to disagree. Is diarrhea or constipation oh. the better shit? Who's to say? The- diarrhea, <laughs> duh. <laughs> they have like the nicest fights. This is just horrifying. It's pretty Actually, pathetic. Te- Let's call it what it is. Tekken no. Seven's fucking great. I mean, sh- fine. Street Fighter's good and fine. If you like two D fighting games, that's fine as well. But. Um, no, there's definitely some good 3D fighting games out there. <laughs> and the thing is, I, f- I felt about Soul Calibur 4 is that... I mean, Virtua Fighters I felt right. like that it's easier to get into than a lot of the other fighting games where I'm constantly memorizing moves and, and whatnot. I can at least feel somewhat competent with the base level moves in Soul Calibur 4. So it was a good entry yeah. level game. Yeah, it had some strong, it had some strong button mashing game going on there. I mean, that's the all thing, fighting Rich, games. About all fighting games that <laughs> is yeah. there's the thing that drives me crazy about all fighting games that I think no, it's you not. guys can know. Like that's the thing. Yeah. That's what actually makes Smash the best fighting game is that there's no button mashing to it. There are the totally moves are is button beyond simple. Smash. No, there's not. Yeah, there is. Like it takes you. All of ten seconds to learn literally every move the character has. Yeah, but so, you see, you're you're um, you're conflating the fact that you think that everybody delves into the level that you do. Not everybody does. So when no, when but you I'm are, just saying when there you are is playing that with long people to do at it. like a party who don't normally play games, and you're like, hey, you want to play something Smash, like Street Fighter? Well, as I'm trying to or, say, when you're playing with people at a party. And they don't know what they're doing, they're gonna button mash. And you can try and teach them the buttons, but they're still not gonna memorize them all. They're gonna button mash. Then that's just how it is. The two buttons? They'll forget the two buttons? Look, I, I don't I don't know how to account for if you don't go to parties to hang out with people who and play Smash with them, but I have been to parties where people don't know what the mm. fuck they're doing on Smash, even if it is two buttons, so they end up button mashing. So if you want to be smug, that's fine, but at least know what you're talking about. Yeah, no. No, no, I absolutely do know what I'm talking about, I which get... is, if you want to play any any fighting game other than Smash, good fucking luck guessing if up attack is attacking up or down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I, I think I can split the middle here. Well, we don't need you to um, split the middle. <laughs> we, got, we got this. Don't, we don't need you to split the middle. <laughs> I simply split said. split the difference what? is probably the term you're looking for, what? and you're not going to get anywhere if you continue to whisper at them. Guys, <laughs> let's just calm down. All right, hey guys, hey guys. The thing that you should totally I, listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> the thing that pushes me off them, even like when I tried Mortal Kombat and I was enjoying it, 
is that a lot of fighting games are still you have to memorize yeah. over over down up B. And I just well not yeah it's like not in just the heat that but of like battle I just want to know that if I'm above someone mm-hmm. I can just quickly press down B and launch into them not down down up B oh right oh Q oh, oh spit on the controller and shove it up my ass yeah you know it's just too much well we asked yeah. you specifically not to do that but that, that's what I'm saying about Smash like literally your up attacks all aim up your down attacks all aim down. In it's every other fighting game, that is literally a fucking crapshoot. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I was trying to, me- in Mortal Kombat, and I was trying to get into it uh, with Fish a couple years ago. It was like, I had to memorize all this stuff, and when I switched to character, I was like, I don't remember, are they down mm-hmm. right? Or what are yeah, exactly. Like, okay, I want to hit this person out of the air. In Smash, all you have to learn is timings. Like, okay, this one comes out faster than the other. That's, that's all you're learning. Yeah. And that takes some time why, to learn. Why but do you think people enjoy If you that? want why to hit someone above you, going... you tilt the stick up and swing that way. Any button you push will yeah. hit above you at that point. It's amazing. Well, Rich, you're a fan of classic fighting games more than we are. Why do you? Why do you, would you say that you enjoy or tolerate the sort of uh, classical like down, down, back, right, over or something to to pull a move off that memorization kind of stuff? What do you mean? Why do I tolerate? That's just the way fighting games are. But, I, it's not that I don't mm, think that there's a place for that's that. True. I mean, honestly, I appreciate that in the same way I appreciate RTSs, where like some watching someone who's good at it is fucking amazing because you know them moving one unit to this part of the map is like forty five like fucking buttons. gut button presses to yeah, get them to do yeah, the one thing, true. and it's that's true. Yeah, it's it's. At a high level play, it's astounding to watch someone actually be good at it. I, but like, I was pretty impressed that um, yeah, that Sonic. I forget his name, but Sonic, that like famous uh, E Sports. Sonic Fox. Yeah, he was like second in the Dragon Ball tournament and first in Mortal Kombat, like at the same tournament. That's insane. Yeah, like, no, memorizing two fighting games at the same time is nuts. Absurd. Yeah, that's that's really. Yeah, that is Anyways. impressive. He's yeah, like he's. I feel like he kind of gets dismissed by gamers in a lot of senses because, oh, it's kind of, you know, oh, he's gimmicky, he's doing the whole, you know, fursuit thing and whatnot. But, like, like the actual talent there is nothing to laugh at. That's, oh, he's an incredibly skilled player. I don't, yeah. like, you can't, you, like, you, just looking at that objectively, there's no way to deny that. Yeah. It's almost ridiculous. Yeah. All right, well... That's it, guys. The Nintendo Switch is four years old, and uh, it had a good life, and now it's over. So, uh, <laughs> had a good run. It's four I, years old. Time to time to put it in the ground. Life. It's like, all right, old man. All right, old man, your time has come. No one's putting up with your old shit. You can't this feed year, yourself. You gotta go. We have, uh, after Pokemon Snap on the horizon, is there anything that Nintendo's confirmed that's like a big Switch thing? That you guys can think of, or is it going to probably be? Oh yeah, um, Ligma is coming out. (laughs) No, don't do that. You did it last week. Don't do it this week. (laughs) Ligma balls. (laughs) (laughs) You still got you with it, Morgan. Jesus. Uh. (laughs) How? How did that happen? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they said Lig- 
As soon as Ligma left my lips, I was like, oh no. <laughs> I think we figured out the new way to get Morgan in on it. That's it. That's like that. That's an Instagram clip. That's an Instagram (laughs) clip right there. Oh my god! Like I was trying so hard not to, to, because I knew he was gonna fall for it, and I was like, "No, don't do it!" And don't, no, no. (laughs) Yep, we know that's the way to get Morgan now. All right. Oh, oh goodness! Guilty as charged. Um, let's get out of here. Um. Do you don't have a Patreon poll this week, right, Shay? What's up? No Patreon poll this week? No, I didn't run this one one this week. I was pretty busy uh, with work stuff, unfortunately. Uh, getting back into the swing of things, so I totally spaced it. I'm a shit like that. That's okay. Okay. Um, hey, of course, the one week I'd remember the poll is the one week we didn't do one. Right, right. I'm on mm-hmm. top of things. My bad. All right, well, let's... Let's get out of here. We'll see you next week for an all-new show. I want to thank Josh for being here from Michigan, Rich from New York, or Manhattan, if you're traveling in Saga Frontier. Manhattan. Shay Layton joining us from the frontier of the sagas, and I'm joining us from Montana. And yay. We'll see you next week. And hopefully I won't have to talk quietly. See you next time. Like my balls. <laughs> <laughs>